Hey folks, welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host, Kevin. On tonight's show, I'm joined by fellow hosts... Jacob. Josh. And Nick. <laughs> hey, we've got the whole, almost the whole gang back together for this special uh, like third spotlight in a row because we're trying to hold <laughs> off doing episode 100. <laughs> yeah. Until we can actually uh, get uh, the, 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 spot, the spotlight of avoiding a particular episode number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> episode 99.95. <laughs> yeah, we're well and truly past episode 100 as far as actual episodes or as far as content goes. But yeah, this is another spotlight uh, where tonight we're going to be discussing, recapping the recent Burn City Brawl or somewhat recent, it's probably like two weeks ago now, um, the Burn City Brawl that happened in Melbourne. And uh, like I say, it's going to be a spotlight, so we're just going to get straight into it but um first of all hello hello gentlemen how are we are we all good are we all happy mm-hmm. good Doing excellent well. excellent so tonight yeah we're just going to be going through um some of the stats from the the event um as well as the lists that you guys took to the event and how you went all uh, on with your games um so as a reminder for our listeners and viewers out there uh it was a five round event with missions which were cryogenics Capture and Protect, Frontline, Supplies, and Decap. Um, we had 48 players at the in the end, which was great. Didn't quite break that 50, but we did have a couple of drops. So, alas, we'll try again next year. Um, we had representation from every state and territory in Australia, except for Tasmania. But who cares about them, right? They're not even attached to the main the main the mainland. Uh, <laughs> Kev, Kev, you've now lost us like half a viewer. <laughs> half a viewer. <laughs> was that? A, what's that? Is that in relation to the fact that they it's only have half a brain? Two. No, it's, I'm just... it's two. One for each head. <laughs> one um... for each head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tasmania! No, we love you. Um, yes, we had um, we had fourteen interstate in the end. Uh, seven, seven, seven from New South Wales. Two from Queensland. Two from WA. One from ACT. One from the Northern Territory. Represent. And one from South Australia, which was nice little, um, nice little split. Good to see some people traveling down for events again post COVID. Um, I'm gonna say compared to um, our showing um, at the Anzac Cup, all right, this is weak. They didn't make up half the freaking field. Oh yes, yes, yes. So it was nice to have. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have uh, not yeah more fifty percent of the field from one state. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, Nick, I think we, we I, I tasked you with doing some of the yep. stats. Are you happy to go through some of them for our listeners? And uh, Mr. Joshua, are you able to bring up the final scoring for me for on the string? Because I, I am yeah. incapable of uh, operating um, more than one thing at a time. All right, sweet. Can you zoom okay. that in so for us he... as well, please, sir? Sorry, what was okay. that? So while he brings uh, it up. Yeah, he's he's brought that up on the screen for those watching along at home. We have all 48 entrants along with the faction that they took for the event. Um, if you wouldn't mind actually zooming in, zooming in on that and then um, uh, we'll sort of take a look at the sort of top top of the ranks. Just going to put me in the center there. 
there we are, right there, right nice and focused. Nice and oh, Nick's, Nick's in there too. Sorry, <laughs> we're all in there. I think. So first place we had John C with his Toha. Uh, second was Ed S with his Varuna, and third was Jordan A with his Morhats. And this also was our top Queensland ACT and Vic players in that order. Yeah, so Victoria did not take out the top spot, unfortunately, but we did land a podium place, which was which was good, um, especially against um, John and Ed, who are both very, very good players. John won. Yeah. Uh, well, John came very close to winning the last BCB as well, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there top for it, table, Top table with, um, against Julian? Oh, ah, was he? Was he taking oh, no, no, he off? wasn't. No, no, he didn't. I don't think it was a Toha off top table. I think that was more like. No, it was. It was a. It was a Toha off. Uh, second last round between me and Julian. Damn mm. um, Toha. <laughs> uh, so for best sport we had Ben S with Moritz. Uh, best new player was Lewis M with White Banner. Uh, best table that was not Hughes was Aaron M. <laughs> As he was disqualified for winning last year. I mean, he's got a bloody good table. That's oh, he does. <laughs> um, very good. It's very good. It's a brutal, brutal city's um, table and very nicely painted as well. I like the contrast of the blue and orange. I don't know. I have. I love a. I love a blue and orange table. It's just. Just always looks nice in the, on out there on the on the table. He's paid. He paid attention to his um, color wheel and art class. Mm-hmm. He certainly did. So I got the opportunity to play on Aaron's table. Um, uh, while the table was excellent to start with, I think the best feature he had that I haven't seen on other tables, he had a clock integrated into the terrain so you could keep track of your time. Yeah, it was a good table. It was a 3D printed table from Saucerman Studios, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, it was 3D printed, but I couldn't say for where. Yeah, I think it was Saucerman Studios. So it's some, some nice like sci-fi-esque um, you know, cyberpunk kind of stuff. Um, spent a lot, of, spent a bit of time on the Friday night helping him set it up because you know he's a relatively new player, and um, it was nice for him to ask for assistance from the community to get playing. And, it, and by all accounts, it looked well and it played played pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is for those of you watching along at home. Um, yeah, so I, I quite like these um, kind of like chunk, chunky chunky buildings. They block line of sight. They're tall enough. Um, they've got lot, plenty, of, plenty of scatter, and then some nice little fun bits like the like the circular circular doodah over here, and some of the vehicles, and um, like you can see there the um, the clock in the in the corner, which is which is cool. So yeah, yeah I had but... fun. I didn't help him set it up, set it up, but I definitely walked over and watched him putting all the lights together and stuff. They all like a lot of these pieces have LEDs in them that light up. Um, <laughs> Not sure how long they the batteries lasted over the weekend, but um, yeah, they they had had lots of lights going through. It looks it's a stunning table. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good, really really good. Uh, wait, what else have we got here? Okay, so the player with the highest OPNVP uh, was actually Jordan in third with his Morats. Um, like to bring special note to his VP of eleven hundred ninety eight. Yeah. Out of a possible fifteen hundred for the entire tournament, wow. the next closest player is more than a hundred points away from him. 
Yeah, over the course of five <laughs> games, that's not an awful lot of um, dropped VP. Yeah, man, no. Syriats are very hard to kill, are they? And if you do, you just fucking bring them back up with your paramedics that yeah heal you on a what? Are they fifth fourteen? I mean, we'll, we'll we'll go over it in my game, but I think I think a lot of people made the same mistake against Jordan, and he just punished the entire tournament for it. Yeah, we managed to have three undefeated players, uh, John and Ed in first and second, uh, but we also had a twelfth place with no defeats. Uh, would you like to explain <laughs> how you pulled that one off, Josh? Look, I'm I can't say I'm a good player. But I'm at least <laughs> as good as my opponents. Is, uh, <laughs> so uh, I managed to sneak away, snatch draws from the jaws of victory or defeat um, <laughs> away from my away from my opponents. So um, yeah, I ba- basically I just walk up to my opponent at the start of each game, handshake, and okay, draw, major draw. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. Let's do it. Back to the pub. Um, <laughs> so what, what was in the end? Like, two 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 draws or? Three, three, wins draws and three draws. Two wins, three, three draws. Wow, that's actually a feat in itself to draw three times. But I guess we might yeah. get into that in the games and find out how that even happened. Mm. <laughs> so uh, looking at that... the armies and factions people played, um, probably one of the most diverse tournaments I've seen. Uh, we had 27 armies and sectorals represented by 48 players. Uh, no sectoral was represented by more than four players, so 9%. Uh, those were JSA, Morats, and TAC, which each had four players. Um, obviously, because they were so diverse, like the average faction was played by less than two players. Um, not really any conclusions we can draw about best faction, but there are still plenty of little tidbits we can draw out. Uh, the factions were also pretty diverse, um, if we just combine all the sectorals. Uh, Ariana had the most players with nine, so that's only 19% still, followed by Nomads with eight and combined with seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of surprising, especially based on how Interplanetario went. Uh, there were no <laughs> Vanilla Aleph and no Steel Phalanx. Yeah, which is, you know, it's interesting for a few reasons, because, you know, LF is pretty, pretty popular generally. Mm-hmm. And then Steel Phalanx have just had, you know, that, that reboot with um, Blackwind, so... Mm-hmm. Having none of them, having none of them in representation is, yeah, it's a bit strange. I, I think, I think it might be just a little bit of, uh, just a bit of exhaustion. Uh, Still, Phalanx, I think, was a huge presence in at least Melbourne for a really long time before Blackwind, and I just don't think people have picked them up yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't actually played against Steel Phalanx. I don't think even since they got the update. Now I think about it. Yeah, I think I think only only uh, one of our players in Melbourne, Peter, picked them up for a little bit, and I don't even think mm. um, I don't even think he took it. If he did play, no, he no, did. but I, have, I haven't I yeah. haven't seen him okay. I haven't seen him um, play Steel Phalanx at all, even when I have seen him play. Mm. He played it at the the slow grow that we had at the start of the year, and that's yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, what else have we got, Nick? So, also had no showing from Vanilla Pano or Ariadna. Um, a little surprising with Pano, not as surprising with Ariadna, given that their sectorals kind of well, look a lot like Vanilla these days. Well, I think I think Ariadna is probably still the strongest. That and Cosmo are definitely the strongest of Ariadna. Yeah. Um, 
But I think there was also a little bit of um, Val um, going on in this, a little bit of Val fuckery with the Ariadna showings. And apparently he's got his little cult of tack together. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> this is fucking four, four tack players. Um, yeah. And there was a couple of them, um, couple of use arf as well, I believe, or at least one use. Uh, there was one US Ariadna, and then a couple, one or two Cosmo as well. What a uh, champion, US Ariadna! Yeah, two or three. Yeah, there were definitely some Cosmo as well. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no. For no having vanilla. nine players with no vanilla, there were still three sectorals represented by those. That's true. Yeah, nine nine players with Ariadna, but none of them were were vanilla. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, there's only one O12 and no Starmata, uh, which, given that roadbots exist now, and the missions definitely favored doctors and paramedics, uh, we didn't. We only had one player playing uh, um, O12 and no Starmata. Yeah, yeah, and that, that uh, is very surprising, um, given the, the all the new models and the updates and people talking about them. But um, I guess that's. In many ways, because people were pro- probably already had been set in their factions last year and were playing them all the mm-hmm. way through, um, they weren't they weren't chopping they weren't chopping uh, factions mid season. I guess mm-hmm. this might be another Val influence, considering how bad he went with Tack at the start of the year and then apparently just shot straight up into the stratosphere. So people are like going, "Oh, maybe just playing a faction for a year is how I win tournaments." <laughs> just listening yeah. to Val, so you win tournaments. Yeah. Apparently, so we only had eight vanilla players, uh, so seventeen percent. But three of them were in the top ten. So yeah, make yeah. that what you will. Uh, the f- the missions didn't really favor vanilla or sectoral. Uh, so it may just be <clears throat> what are people playing right now and what are they having fun with? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you know. Unlike I think you know something like Novacore or. CanCon or Inter in, or, or Inter, I don't think people were necessarily tailoring their army selection based on the missions. They were just like, "Cool, I'm playing these five missions, and I've already got this army. I'm just kind of keep 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 you know, just do the do the best I can." Mm-hmm. The mission selection was one that you could just doodle along and and play whatever army for. Really, yeah. yeah I wonder actually because because we had no incentive, and I know a few people came up to me on the weekend and were like. They found it really interesting that none of the missions favored hackers or had no hacking bonus. Um, they they said that had a real influence on their choice of units. Um, so I wonder if had we included missions that did have hacker bonuses, would we have seen fewer, maybe fewer Ariadna, maybe more combined army? Who knows? I guess you know. I mean, hell, would you would you have even seen Toha play it at all? Yeah, yeah uh, maybe the they Toha had a hacker in it. <laughs> It did have a <laughs> hacker. Yeah, was it was it was it, was it was it was it the character hacker? Is it Elias Kisan? Uh, I don't remember because it kind of sat in the corner of my game against him and didn't really <laughs> do anything. I feel like John took a war driver. I have a feeling in my oh no, I'm thinking Val again. God damn, Valley's bleaching <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> Amazing, the brain parasite that is Val. Yeah. So uh, yeah. That, so that's a good little breakdown. Um, I do. I do want to come back briefly to the best new player because um, that's something that I quite enjoy having as part. Basically, when you sign up for BCB, you you tell us whether you regard yourself as a new player, and it's based off whether how many ITS events you've played in, and if it's fewer than three, then your class is a, a new player. 
Um, and then during at the end of the scoring, at the end of the weekend, um, the highest placed new player is then awarded the best new player, which was Lewis, who sat pretty much right in, almost right in the middle at 24th. Um, there were some players higher than him who you could have regarded as, as a new player maybe like six months ago, but I guess they're probably no longer new players anymore. Um, but yeah, I just want to make, make special mention to that because I think it's a good way of rewarding people who maybe have been playing for you know less than 12 months and, and do well. Definitely some incentive yeah. that to prevent new players from being scared off by a five-round, two-day tournament. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, just right, right, recognizing people who are new to the scene and and sometimes you know new new players come in and and have something you know have uh, different ideas on an army and do really well and um, it's nice to be recognized for it because I think he took white banner which was which was mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. um, all right, we'll move on to uh, we've got so we've got the venue. Um, so for those of you who haven't been listening the last like eight months, it is it was at. Um, Flemington and Kensington Bowls Club, which is different from the previous um, previous years where, we've been, where, where we have had it at the Masonic Centre. Um, so I guess I was fairly happy with the venue. What do you guys think of the venue? I mean, I was I was I was happy not to have to sacrifice some uh, like a child to actually play there. That was good. <laughs> yeah, there was no no sacrificing of of uh, minor of young children at this venue uh, to the what the gods of the. Masonic Temple. Masonic Temple. Uh, yeah, no, it was it, it was it was a lot better because um, for anyone who doesn't really know Melbourne, the where we normally have it in the, in the Masonic Center is on a place called Hoddle Street, which is just like a road leading into the middle of the city. There's like nothing on it for the most part. Um, it's just sort of random businesses um, where we were. Um, where we were uh, for this BCB was uh, on uh, like Flemington, like Racecourse Road in the middle of sort of Flemington. Um, and that's surrounded by there's plenty of shops, plenty of restaurants, you know, same sort of takeaway, fish and chips, kebab places, Subway. It was a lot, it was a much better venue um, than the Collingwood, I'm sorry, than the Masonic um, Club. I was really happy with the venue. Um... In part because again, last BCP was my first major tournament. Um, the acoustics in the place were much better. Um, yeah. There were nice like pillars that broke it up. There was carpet. The the ceilings were broken up as well, so I could hear my opponent. My opponent could hear me. At the end of the day, uh, I didn't have to go and get some throat lozenges because I'd been yelling at my opponent. Um, as opposed to, yeah, the Masonic Temple is, <clears throat> it's very good if you want someone to hear you. Uh, <laughs> if you've got 48 people who are trying to make one person hear you, it doesn't really work. And also for anyone who wants to, like, drown their sorrows after a particularly bad game, the uh, Bowls Club had a fully licensed pub right next door. So there were plenty of people who were like, while you're, while you're deploying, are like, oh, hold on, let me go get a beer. <laughs> yeah good excuse to step out for hidden deployment <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was uh it was good that it had it was licensed um, i mean obviously the masonic center last year where we've been having it you could just byo which obviously you know is cheaper um but i think yeah most people were pretty happy with the acoustics 
uh, less echoey, more comfortable, standing on carpet for most of the day as opposed to solid wood floor. Um, and the the selection at the bar was really good too for a bowls club. I was expecting it to be like Carlton Draft and VB, but you actually had some nice craft beer there on tap. Um, they supplied um, donuts and coffee and tea in the morning for us, which was really nice as well. Uh, so yeah, and the, and the hosts actually of the club were really, really nice. They're really sweet guys. Um, very, very happy to have us, which was which was great. Lots of interesting, inquisitive balls players also poking their heads in and yeah. bringing them in and let them see. And yeah, I, I remember we went, when we went to the pub afterwards. There was there was a bunch of people that were asking like, "Oh, what's going on? Is there like some sort of like nerd convention going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Is it that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the balls players. I was like talking to him. I was like, explaining to him, you know the. Um, you know how you play infinity and uh, I was like yeah it's pretty nerdy and he says dude we play bowls like we love measuring shit (laughs) (laughs) we love getting tape measures out and measuring things so they get it they get like (laughs) so I was like oh yeah fair enough that makes sense I guess yeah bowls is bowls is nerdy who has who has more arguments about distance infinity players or bowls players yeah there you go (laughs) yeah yeah I'll be honest I reckon it's bowls players (laughs) probably um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so the, uh, so the venue was the venue was great by 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 and large. It was probably maxed out. I don't think we could have really fit more tables in there. So we want to try and actually crack above fifty. We may have to we'll have to look about uh, look at another venue next year, unfortunately. But we'll see how we go. Um, briefly, I want to mention Meet the Player, which was something that we were doing in the lead up to the event. Um, something that was run by myself, where we had players who were coming could um, answer a series of 10 silly questions and then I'd post them on the event page on a sort of weekly basis. And that was just an, a, an, a, a way of, um, you know, I guess breaking the ice, getting some conversation flowing. Uh, also, for the interstate players who may not know, you know, many of us, it was a good way to kind of put a face to a name. And uh, generally a bit of crack as well, um, uh, which I think is usually been pretty well received by people in the community. Yeah, it's a great segment. Um, I definitely liked it going in because my first BCB was my first tournament, my first, like, my third through eighth games of Infinity were played at my first BCB. uh, And it um, it was nice getting that sort of like primer to the community um, prior to, to, to coming in. And so especially for interstate players having um, coming down and being able to like see a face and go, oh, I recognize you off the Facebook page or, um, you know, have something to talk about. It was really, it's, it's, a, it's a great little segment. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so... Uh talk we'll, we'll sort of get into it now um so friday night or sorry friday friday afternoon i packed up my car with all the boards and the train i could get and drove down to the bowls club and um yeah i think a lot of people um we had a lot of people rock up on the friday during the day and the evening to help help set up and just chat so um i want to just put a huge thank you to everyone who came down to set up a table um in years gone by it's been myself and peter who have quite a few you know i've got five tables he's got something like eight tables and often it's a case of we have to put up all five you know all 13 of those tables and which is a huge chore (laughs) when you're setting up so um it was nice to have to only set up like three three tables each and everyone else set up their own uh so yeah huge thanks to the community for coming to help with that well don't forget our 
you as our table editor as well, because <laughs> no one else can put a table together quite like you, Kevin. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh, for set, for setting up my table. Um, it was uh, by all shit. by all accounts, it wasn't it wasn't shit. I don't think I had to change it. It's one of those things. I, I hate this as a as a table designer. I mean, you guys know it yourself. It's like you you tinker and you you want to have the best possible table, and then someone you know, uh, the goodness of their heart will say, hey, do you want a hand setting up your table? And, I'll, and I have this like thing inside me that's like, no, fuck off, don't touch my table. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, they've offered and it, that's nice of them and it means I don't have to set up another table. So yeah, go for it. But just don't do a shit job, which is <laughs> very subjective because people's opinion of what is a good and not a good table are different. So um, I appreciate it because everyone's got a different idea um, but then at the same time, then I don't, uh, you know, it, it never looks like it's, it, it, yeah, it's just me letting go. I just have to like be less of that guy, <laughs> I guess, is <laughs> something. Um, but yeah, that, it was it was a good night. Um, we were all there. Most of us were there till I don't know, probably 10 o'clock or something like that, setting up. So it was nice. So um, at least one game open. being played as well. Oh, yeah. So. Ed. Ed played. Was it Ed played? Ed played me. Um, Ed, Ed and oh, played, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that um, that was a that was a good good game? Um, yes, because I hadn't played Capture and Protect before, and so that was a good uh, like. Oh, oh no. that's how this mission works. I'm really glad I got that game in because tomorrow <laughs> I have to play it for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And did, did, had you um, had you been speaking to Ed before? Because Ed was one of the um, Interstate players. Uh, no, it was just he put his hand up and went. Sure, I'm I'm done with setup stuff. Uh, my table wasn't needed, so uh, yeah, let's get a game in. Uh, yeah, so it was two highly defensive armies playing capture protect that basically went nowhere for two and a half turns, Isn't and then on his bottom of three, he like just Leroy Jenkins his entire core team, and they all simultaneously jumped on my objective, and one of them made their dodge roll, so it wasn't killed by Sunday, but. <laughs> and then he went done <laughs> oh. and so yeah yep. i was like i I have one model that survived and it's touching your objective that's <laughs> it that's your that's your typical capture and protect uh game of nothing yep. happens and then someone touches the second the person who's second turn touches their yep. opponent's objective and wins it's yep. for tournament organizers who want their op to their players to be really low yeah, right. Exactly, I think, and and it's a good it's a good point that you 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 mentioned there. Yeah, you don't have to pick up that beacon; you just have to touch it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah. So, learned that yeah, lesson. So, yeah. Well, it's good that you had you learned that not during the tournament. Yes. Yeah, that would have been uh, a harsh one to learn turn three of a less of a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, everything was set up. Uh, last couple of things to mention were um, prizes. So. Um, uh, we had a shitload of prizes because I think we had some like a whole bunch of stuff left over from previous times, and we also had um, I think was it last year or the year before we had a um, special trophy cut by Ryan from Brutal Cities, which was this awesome brutalistic logo of BCB on a kind of plinth type thing that if you looked at it in the right way, it looked at it became the flame logo of BCB. 
Um, and that went to uh, Best Table, I think, a couple of years ago. But it was so like loved, and everyone like people were like, "Oh no, this is the best thing ever." We decided to make it again this year, but for for first place. And um, not only did we make a cut, we also got one of um, Nick Tuhill's, um, who used to be on the cast, his friend, uh, who's a painter. She painted it up, and um, really, really great job. I don't know if do we have a photo of that. Um, I know it's probably just I'm picking it up something. now. Yeah. Um, which was really well done. It had a bunch of graffiti on it with a whole bunch of like, you know, panels and mistake, the usual kind of um, yeah. memory be- that we get. It became more of like, it's like something you could almost add onto your table itself. It's like a modern art piece where if you look at yes. it the right way, it turns into the flame, but it's been put in some area where a bunch of kids have spray painted it and put graffiti all over it and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was really good, and it was a good um, little display piece for the um, Cascuda and Maximus. Oh, yes, really? yes. <laughs> oh, wow, nice work. Oh, like this, Homer Simpson. This is um, uh, one com- one competent hobbyist, which is um, uh, Georgia and Georgia. her yeah. husband, boyfriend or husband's um, Instagram page. Um, he does all the gaming, she does all the painting, so together they make one competent hobbyist um and so there's some wonderful pictures of this beautiful beautiful trophy go back is 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 that a is that a is that a reptilian meme there yes i think so there's a couple of um really fun little things and my favorite definitely is the um alan go home (laughs) yeah from uh uh, holy grail brian sorry life Life of brian yes yeah um there's 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 kevin represented omni shambles yes yes they put the she put the its names i think myself nick and uh peter up there as well they're hidden in there somewhere uh, wait was that is, is that i won bcb and all i got was this shit trophy or something <laughs> yes something like that i won bcb and all i got stupid was this trophy. stupid trophy <laughs> Yeah, so I th- that was that was the intention when we built when we asked to commission this this thing was it was to be a trophy but also functional, so it can actually be placed and used on a on a on a, on a table because there's plenty of like, you know, partial cover zones there. Um, it looks really nice uh, in on a cityscape. It fits into a, it would fit into a lot of tables. So, um, yet to see on yet to see any of these on a table yet. But I'm hoping I'm hoping that um, that uh, John will will make use of that because he he took it away with him. As the winner. All right, um, and then uh, yeah, then so then lastly, before we get into it, is um, the scoring that we did for, and I have, I have been doing for the last two BCBs now, but just to mention it again to our listeners, it was all digital. So the um, Peter, who's a whiz on Excel. Um, created an online Google sheet where, or a Google form, where at the end of your game you would um, put your score in, put your opponent's score in, and then your opponent would do the same, and then that would get sent to a, a, a spreadsheet, and it would get validated, and it would do the pairings based on that, um, which was really handy because it means that you're not necess- you don't have to have a TO sitting at a table the entire time inputting scores. Um, and it also means it puts it back on the player to you know enter their own scores correctly and then get it validated by their opponent. Um, what did you guys think of that? I mean, it's been, been doing it for a while, but um, is it, it still it also, working? It also means you don't have to rely on the... I'm going to put it politely and say 
bit less than stellar programming of OTM <clears throat> to do your um to do your pairings for you and everything like that. So Peter's Excel spreadsheet generates pairings, gen, um, randomizes those pairings onto tables, um, and so you know you you don't have to touch OTM at all during the tournament, which means that there's no chance of any like big mishaps or anything like that. You just have to make sure that both players um, score and and then they and those scores match each other. Yeah. The only thing that Peter's one doesn't do, and because it would require more coding, is it doesn't assign tables. Well, it does assign tables, but it doesn't it doesn't like know if you've played on that table before. So yeah. which is fairly easy to, to work out. Players just have to move to a table that they haven't played on before, and there's usually always one. But I know we did get constant um people asking, I've already played on this table, and like just move, move to another one. It's fine. Yeah. Talk to the people next I just don't have a lot of their mind over the weekend. They can <laughs> <laughs> they can put some of their mental capacity into they can work you know, it out talk, talking to their fellow players and and jumping across to another table that's fine yeah we we also did um online we also did as part of your scoring as well we also did a sports score and a painting score uh now i personally really like this method of it because typically how it gets done at things like cancon or other big or, or other large events is um your painting score or your painting is usually judged like at lunchtime on day two where people put like armies on parade and then people will go around and like, you know, um, check a box or write the name down of the person they like the most and then that person then gets awarded best painted. Um, and then for sports scoring, there's usually at the end of the five rounds, there's usually some sort of like, who is your favorite opponent? And you, you know, will number that one to three or you'll just pick one player depending on how it, how it, how it works. Um, now, which is which is fine, but we I like the way this works for a couple of reasons. One of them is the painting score means that you are judged by each of your five opponents, and it's based on a on a rubric. So it's not, um, you know, it's essentially a case of like, so long as you have paint, as long as everything is painted, you will at least get, you know, the the baseline average, and then anyone who is above and beyond will get higher. Uh, that just kind of adds a bit more granularity to it, and also it means you don't have to take your army out, put it on a table at lunchtime, remember to take it back at the end of lunch, and also means that players who are like busy don't have to go over to a table and judge a whole bunch of armies in between lunch when they're probably just trying to like have a break. Um, so I find that is just better, um, just for the running of the event. And then, same, and then with sports scoring, um, it's good to have it at the end of every round for a couple of reasons. One of them being... It's fresh in your memory, so you know what score to give that person rather than waiting until the end of round five. And then second of all, these scores go back to the TOs. So if somebody does get a particularly low sports score at the end of round, you know, at the end of a round, us as TOs can go to that player and say, hey, uh, well, first of all, to the player that gave this low score, hey, what's what's wrong? Did this person, you know, was this person? Because I know on, think on round one, somebody gave another player a one. And when we went over to ask them, they're like, "Oh no, sorry, I got the sport, I got the scoring the wrong way around. I thought a one meant a five. <laughs> so like that sort of thing. We're like, okay, fine, um, that's good. <laughs> Best game of the you've ever played. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, also maybe don't give them a five, like because like it's yeah. based on one to, it's based on a one to five, or one being the worst game you've ever had and five being the best game you've ever had. Uh, we yeah. generally. I, I, I... Yeah, I do sorry. appreciate um, that rubric, especially for the best sports where. And you've, I think you've laid it out for probably the last couple of tournaments where it's like three is like your typical game of 
infinity. So like if you have, you know, what you would normally have on sort of like a, a casual game, you've got some like some rules questions like between opponents and all that, but ultimately you enjoyed the game. Like that's a three. It's like the four and fives where you really start um, enjoying the game. And I can imagine for the most part, the best sport probably gets like a couple of like, mo- like probably the same amount of threes and fours and like a five. Yeah. Right? Usually... It really gave someone a great game. Um, yeah. And it, it makes it, I don't know, it makes it like really a really easy sort of decision. It also yeah, means because... that you're not comparing your opponents. You're grading each of them independently. Yeah, exactly. So if someone yes. goes up against you know, five people who are all kind of, well, they were good games, but I wouldn't like seek them out to play again. Uh, one of those is going to be their best pl- opponent. Whereas someone who has five absolutely amazing games, those two would normally end up giving the same score to one of their opponents. Oh, that's a good way of looking Whereas at it. Whereas yeah. in this, it's independent of who you of who else you played. Yeah, no, I um, like that. I like that way of thinking about it. Actually, yeah, I didn't really think about that before, but that that does kind of give you a more true representation of of good opponent. Yep. Hmm. So I suppose, I suppose the, the only thing I might suggest doing with the scoring is, um, like with the and this is for the painting is lumping silver like silver surfers and like two into one to allow a little bit more granularity at the top because I understand the reason why they have that sort of armies on parade idea is the fact that the people that put their armies on parade are generally the people who put on effort who know that they've got a chance of winning. Um, mm-hmm. And the way that it's done at the moment is most people, I suppose, only get like between a four and a five. Um, and you might see it a bit different if like three is a really good tabletop and five is this, you know, like mm. professional painting where right now really five is anywhere from really good tabletop to professional painting. Well, no, because well, three is supposed to be just every like, like colors, like three colors and everything, basing on everything. It's like standard tabletop. Four is like additional detail, and then five is like you've you've got a display board, you've got like fancy basing going on, you've got some really good freehand. And yes, I I think there's potentially a, a room there to increase it to marks of ten. I know they do that for Arc Forty K, and that just adds a bit more. You know, layering to it, you know, where you can be a five to a seven, and that's like, you know, good to, you know, standard to good. And then eight, nine, ten is, you know, amazing. So there's a possibility yeah. we could, we could, I, um, I think I agree with, with Jacob's suggestion because right now we've got five points of granularity, but two of them are taken up by not completely painted. Right. Yeah. Okay. And those, not too sorry to say, but we don't care about like, yeah. It's basically the you've got two quality two categories out of five for didn't meet the requirements. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so that if makes you sense. Toss, toss it all down into what into the minimum, then you've got one more point to judge between the armies. Uh okay, yeah. I suppose, so I, suppose War- I suppose like yeah. to take it back to Warhammer, it would mean that you could have five would be the difference between like really good gradients and all that sort of thing, and putting a sort of free hand, you know how like 
guys in Warhammer do those like murals on the shoulder pads of uh, oh, yeah. dudes, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. No, that 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 makes sense actually. Yeah. So a one is just anything less than three colors based. Exactly. Minimum. Yeah. And then a what two is not is... completely painted. Yeah. And then two is completely painted. And then yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a good feedback. We can definitely do that for for next year. Cool. Um. All right. Okay. Let's get into it, boys. Uh. So preparation. Um. Just gonna we're gonna get into the lists now. Uh. We'll go round round table. Uh, we'll hit on your lists. We'll hit on your army. The reason for choosing the army, um, your how many games you got in, and if there's anything that you were particularly concerned about uh, leading into BCB that you were trying to, um, you know, I guess get better at. So uh, who wants to? Who, who I've got up first? We got Jacob up first. So Jacob, do you want to take it away, friend? Uh, yeah. Okay. This. So as far as preparation goes, I try to practice at least like, you know, on the like standard Thursday at House of War that we have. Um, try to get through each of the, uh, try to get through each of the missions. Uh, I think the one that I managed to not do a lot of was probably cryogenics and then, um, uh, what's it called? bloody cryogenics and capture and protect um as far as choosing bakunin i don't think i really had necessarily a reason for choosing bakunin as far as actually getting doctors and paramedics on the field bakunin actually kind of struggle at it um like they've got the reverend healers they've got got a cup yeah, they've got the, the, yeah, they've got, they got the Robera and they do have Avicenna. So they could do an okay um job at them, but generally you're not gonna have all like three of those. Maybe you could think of fitting two of those in a particular list, but um I mean as you can see in this list, I've only got one doctor. Hmm. They're not um, a particularly speedy army either, are they? Yes. Th- th- like we couldn't have everything except for speed. That's the one particular thing that they lack. I mean, they're slightly <clears throat> the way that you've decided to play them is slightly more mobile than the standard Riot Girl Castle Core. This particular list is it, um, when we go to my second list, you can see it, it's a bit more castly. Um, so, uh, but you did hit uh, the nail on the head. This was my more mobile list. So the idea of this list is you've got Kusanagi, my, uh, Mother Barbera, and the Custodia um, that can, as well as the Penitent Orphan. And the uh, Reverend Moira that can move out independently in uh, like a core and a Harris, three-man core, uh, and obviously a Harris. Uh, the the point of the point of this is to try and keep the strength that I find that um, uh, that Bakunin have is the fact that they have access to both smoke and white noise. So the Custodia is able to put white noise down for Kusanagi, and, uh, my mother like the Kusanagi mother Agatha um, link. Um, but can also put that down for the penitent um, Harris because you've got that repeater in the orphan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get, cool. you, yeah, you've got some order efficiency in the uh, Reverend Moira because uh, it's got she's got uh, NCO, so she's able to use the uh, moderator's uh, lieutenant order. Uh, then at that point, and for the most part, it's pretty standard. Um, you've got uh, a lot of moderators there to back things up uh, and moderate a hacker because it's super cheap. They've got decent whip um, and it's good for putting spotlight on things. 
the second group has is essentially there to power the Mo- the Morlock. If you find that you have a need to power a Morlock with uh, it's like it's a re- it's impetuous, it's irregular, and four orders, um, as well as potentially powering the Stemper if you find a need for doing that. Uh, the initiated the idea was to have like a midfield um, repeater to be able to put out that. Um, uh, that white noise zone. However, I found in most of my games that my opponents had such strong hacking that if I... Uh, strong hacking, not only that, but killer hacking, that if I put down that repeater, I'd just be hurting myself. Uh, is she a specialist as well? No, no. I don't oh. think I don't think that one is. That one's not a specialist. Right, okay, it's not. It's yeah. just that the prize attack, infiltration, camouflage one use with submachine gun, depth rep. Okay, and you felt yeah. you didn't actually need to use that mine layer... You, you I wanted want, to. No, no, I, I wanted to, but every yeah. game I played, except for I think against TAC, which I didn't use this list, um, it was either like more rats with a bunch of uh, like Dartlock killer hackers or another Nomad list that could have mm-hmm. had a bunch of killer hackers. It just wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it all, all it meant was it gave my opponent in their active turn a way of killing my Custodia without getting near it. Yeah. Um, so I, I just didn't do it. Um, just a quick, and, quick, quick, quick on yeah. the list. Um, why, uh, why the DA Morlock and not the Assault Pistol Morlock? Just curious. Uh, Papa Group Two. Oh, you, oh, you, you, you know, you know what? That would have been because I think for while I was practicing for so, uh, so at some point, I thought that uh, BCB had looting and sabotage. Right. Okay. Yeah. The because the assault pistol one has an APCC weapon, whereas the um, the non assault pistol one has a DACC weapon, which is makes it better in CC. But then sometimes having that burst four can be quite tasty. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I honestly can't. I can probably count on like one hand yeah. the amount of times in this particular list the Morlocks actually got close to fucking anything. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 personal preference. Um, I just yeah. I, I commonly see the assault pistol one being used. Yeah. No. I I, th- I think I think in my other one, I generally actually tend to take the um, EM CC weapon. Oh, is that more expensive? No, still six points. Oh, is it okay? Oh, so it is. It's yes, just yes. flat better than the DA. To be honest, uh, the reason you take the DA is if you need any material. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Which we which you didn't, but I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't take this list a huge amount. Um, what was it? What I was think, it meant before? I think it was it was meant to be for. It was meant to be for front line for because mm-hmm. for the uh, maneuverability, which I did use it in front line, and it was meant to be for cryogenics. Another okay. one that needed sort of a lot of like small teams to grab like uh, like hostages and bring them back. Sorry. All right. Uh, what is your second list? Okay. So this is the one I probably ran more and probably looks a little bit more familiar. So that's a pure Reverend call. So Mother Agatha, Custodia, two Moira hack, uh, Moira, two Reverend Moiras, one with a heavy machine gun, with a multi sniper, and then a Cenobite. Mm. Uh, you got Brando, uh, uh, Brando Castro, uh, a Chimera with two Pupniks, Stempazon, two Salutes. Then Taskmaster, two Morlocks in that special uh, fire team that they have, and two Transductor Zons. Mm. Yeah, so, this one definitely looks a bit more... Um, 
Although, well, I mean, it's still interesting because you've got a pure core of um, reverence as opposed to something like a Riot Girl. Um, yeah. Core. Like, uh, this is what, this is, like, if I had to give a reason for taking Bakunin, it was partly because I wanted to really see if the changes that they made when they updated Bakunin meant that the um, the Moiras had cut, become more viable. Um, and I just think that they definitely are because um, Mimitism minus six is just a bastard for people to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this is this is just meant for sort of uh, scenarios where you need defense. So caption uh, caption protect uh, was uh, one of them, um, as well as decapitation was another one, uh, and. What was the one we had? Which one? Oh, and supplies. Supplies was another one to to allow the um, HMG and the sniper to try and like you know roll in fifteens and get some good shots at the um, uh, at the uh, supply boxes. Um, th- there's nothing really too like weird or wonderful here. Uh, Mother Agatha's there to heal up any reverends. Uh, the custody is there to put down. Um, white noise if I need it, um, which is great for things with like MSV1 uh, or, or, MS, or just MSV at all because it takes me losing my uh, neg, mimetism neg six and suddenly I get it back um, because they can't see me through the white noise. Yep. Maybe they don't have six cents. Uh, Brando was there for like assassination pieces, uh, late like uh, runs to get things in someone else's deployment. I just always over-infiltrated him. So far, he hasn't let me oh, down. Yeah. Uh, one Honestly. day I'll roll up, I'll roll above that sixteen, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'll come back to the Chimera. Uh, so this, and then the the rest is just um, orders. The Stemper just gives the um, tactical awareness order and the decent shooting with the um, marksmanship that it has at the moment. The Taskmaster mm. Morlock Paris has been consistently doing work for me especially when you make the taskmaster your master breacher that that model being able to just run straight through um decompression zones getting an extra inch depending on the scenario has it's just been invaluable the crazy koalas have been great um i think uh in my last thing De- I don't know, i'll get to that later probably the one good thing about it and then the transduct trans Dr. Zons are just there for orders. Mm. The Chimera, again, is sort of there to do kind of the work, the same sort of job as Brando, um, but if the opponent's stuck in the midfield, as well as to drop Eclipse grenades. When I was playing, I found that three pup... If I had three Pupniks, I just struggled to find a place to put three models at the beginning of the game, and they just sort of got under each other's feet. Mm-hmm. I found that if I dropped one, I was able to move the Chimera around better. I was, didn't have to worry about trying to like, n- like not get hit by a missile launcher, or heavy rocket launcher, or something like that. Um, and I didn't really lose much, to be honest. Like, I, I also found that whenever I fought a Chimera, one Pupnik just died. Like, would just have to be sacrificed at some point. Mm. Um. And so, yeah, I just I just found that if you just shrunk it to two, 
both of the Pupniks stayed alive more often. You were able to get into, um, like, you know, you were able to jump two of them and the Chimera um, onto, like, a model and just crush them. Right, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's one point. I don't know where you'd find one point in a way, but, yeah, I think it makes sense, like, playing around with it. You don't have to have three, although three is seen as being the optimal number, but I, I, I get what you mean from a deployment and moving movement standpoint. Um, yeah, I just like I said, I just I just found that I always had to at some point sacrifice a Pupnik. So why spend the point? Yeah, it, was that essentially what it could do is like essentially it meant that instead of the custodia having a boarding shotgun, I think the lieutenant might be. I don't even think the lieutenant can have a boarding shotgun. Um, it meant that I could take the combi rifle one because I think okay. the difference is one point. Right, and um, that core. I'm assuming that's the. Um... Uh, the sniper rifles up an arrow and then they're moving out with the HMG um, from turn two, or is this like a turn one? Are you pushing this thing out turn one? Um, because I'm kind of looking at uh, like look, if you, I'm kind of looking at this list going right. Okay, so supplies. Um, who's going out to get the supply box on on like first and second turn? And the only thing that I can see that is like the stempler. So. Oh core. yeah, so it, like if if I can, yeah, the uh, like the, uh, the the core will move out, grab the stuff, and then pull back. Okay. Um, and yeah, the, the the stemper is there to just if if I'm in a good position and the stemper can just go out and grab something, it's quick, goes out, grab something, pulls back, and yeah, I go back I... to defending because, like I said, Bakuna don't really have a lot of speed, but what they do have is that mimetism minus six, which saved me so many times throughout the tournament um yeah that yeah i i if everything goes okay um i've got the orders to just spend on a stemper to grab everything yeah it's just it's just interesting because like you know you're saying that like it's difficult moving a chimera and three popniks around but you're happy to move an entire core out of your dz well then four four move to go pick up a supply box and run back like that to me is like i would never do that I would like. I would just the, difference, just the difference crazy. is, is that the the Moiras can shoot back. Yeah, pop, yeah, they can the shoot back. Can't. Yeah, you just don't want like someone to pop a Noctifer or something. I mean, the Noctifer will probably mess anyway because everything's min minus six. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, yeah, so miss more often than not in my experience. So. Yes, they certainly they certainly do. Um, yeah, cool. uh, but like ultimately, t- to be honest, my kind of plan for supplies was to defend really hard, waste my opponent's orders, and then um, grab the boxes off of them. Because mm-hmm. Brown um, is a specialist as well, if you need him to be, but you can obviously just go and assassinate yeah. a box carrier with him instead. There's also yeah, the PSU, which you get um, for free, which is a specialist. So, oh yeah, although I think I've so heard, being whip twelve is not something you want. I know Hugh. Had a pretty shitty game of supplies, I think, with this free CSU being whip twelve. I think yeah, I think you. I don't got know what the, you're talking about. I got my first go. So I think he rolled up the eight four eight four move on the um on the CSU and then proceeded to just whiff like four rolls <laughs> and whip. Oh, no. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck! I <laughs> need this to happen. And you're like, woohoo, whip four! Yeah, like movement eight four. Woohoo, go get it! Oh no. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, is was was there anything you were concerned about going into BCB with this list? Um, yeah. Or, or, so this this was going to, this was going to be my decap list, and as you can see, the lieutenant's a hacker. 
mm-hmm. um, and I knew from past tournaments that Nomads had been making a lots of appearances. So one of my big concerns was that someone would just stage dive a killer hacker um, to kill my custodia because um, I would know that it's my lieutenant. Um, yeah. That was my biggest concern with this list. And if you were um, going, but being I, yeah, but sorry, being nomads, there's not really like th- th- yeah, there wasn't a great choice for a lieutenant. And I'll I'll talk about my decap experience later. Is that both my assumptions on all the other lieutenants and my assumptions about my list were completely spot on. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. We'll move on to the next person. Uh, who who will that be, Josh? It'll be myself. Okay, good. Woo. All right. Um, what have we got? All right. So I play JSA um, mostly because I I crashed and burned at CanCon with Vanilla Aleph um, and uh, decided to go to something that I was a little bit more comfortable on um, for the year. Um, JSA was my first faction. I did pretty well on my first BCB. Um, and uh, with the bike changes, I liked the Aragodo Killer Hacker as a as a very quick specialist piece, even though we don't get any bonuses from the paramedics bonuses for, for this tournament. Um, uh, the other thing that I really wanted to do was um, roll out the power couple. So having Shinobu and Miyamoto Mushashi in in one list meant that I was like, I get to have CC, you don't get to have CC, I will <laughs> CC everything and you won't touch me. I hate you all. Um, so that, like, both of my lists had the power couple in it um, and then from there I just decided to to change them up based on the mission selection. So this is my first one, um, uh, which is sort of a pretty standard JSA list. Um, in that you have a Karakuri, Damaru, Yuriko link. More often than not, that has a um, Oyama in it instead of who's the character Damaru, who has um, tactical awareness um, in it as um, over the normal Neko. Damaru. Yeah. Neko. Neko Oyama is his name. Yeah. Takechi Neko Oyama. Um, <clears throat> he, um, he's a Whip 14 lieutenant, but I decided to downgrade him to get some extra things in the in the Kisatsu core, which you'll see as the next part of the list, which was a um, core of a Kisatsu paramedic, a Kempai chain of command, a Kempai MSV2 shock marksman rifle, a Kisatsu HMG, and a Kisatsu missile launcher. Um, they ran it out group one as nine nine orders, uh, and then I had a six stack in group two um, with an Aragoda killer hacker, Yojimbo, um, a flashy flashball spot, just a regular or baggage bot, um, Mushashi and a war core. Um, this one was for uh, the sort of more uh, specialist focused missions, so you capture and protect um, supplies and um, it was also there for... Cryogenics? Cryogenics, yeah, that's the one. Did you miss? Did you miss out the fact that you had Shinobu in this first group comic group as well, or did I? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Shinobu in the first comic group as well, which yeah. um, is the only place that she should be, right at the top there, as the first thing <laughs> you put in your JSA lists in your first combat group. Bam. Um, 
I like a 9-6 split. Uh, there's not really much else to talk about. This is just a very standard list. Well, I mean, it's standard except you've got Mushashi in there, right? That's kind of, to me, is like, what the fuck's he even doing there? Like, what um, is the purpose? What is his purpose? <laughs> My purpose is... is... He's like he's like he's like Shona. He's like Shona, but doesn't have super jump. He's or a gun. Six four of eight inches of fuck off. Um, <laughs> is um that's my like he's like stay away from me. Um, the <laughs> the whip fifteen flash pulse came in quite handy. <laughs> um, because Miyamoto Mishashi likes to throw pocket sand and stun his targets before he stabs them with two big swords. Um, yeah, I like Mushashi. I think he's he think he's just a he's a, just a fun sort of um, pocket piece for me. He's just a value right. piece. Yeah, no, he definitely he's twenty four points, half an SWC, which is fine. Like, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's like an. Ex- Does he have no wind in cap, or is he just a nice single wind? He's got no wind in cap shock in the end. So okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So he's a little bit durable. Uh, does yeah. he have mimetism right hand? No, I mean he's okay. he's six four like close combat monster i think he's almost the epitome of a model that it, like and we didn't have it yeah but if we i know had, but like, like if we had like acquisition or something and you had to get into the middle nah, nah, pop look, smoke down look, and mute, he's got no smoke his... dude he's got no smoke yeah but your jimbo does yeah exactly else does. like he like he, yeah, you jump you jump on shinobu and you're only sources of smoke he's got no gun to get up the field he's got no mimetism to get up the field he's six four move sure but he'll this is he's got a six yeah. inch cautious move, Kevin. He's, he's stealthy. <laughs> like, it's fine. He's, you know, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not telling you he's bad. I just I just <laughs> I'm just telling you he's bad. Um yeah. <laughs> look. Uh, he's, he's great not, once he's, he's in close combat. He's also yes. quite a plan to get him there. He's also quite a good master breacher. Um having sure. him not um <laughs> having him four. Having him seven four uh, yeah. in some missions and running through those um, decompression zones just makes him just a little bit more fun. I no, no, I dig him. I dig him as a. I, I do dig him as a just, a, just like a, a vanity pick as a better like post combat yeah. monster. Like he seems fun to use. The Karakuri Domru Yuriko is interesting as well. I would have thought Karakuri aren't like the best gun fighters, but I don't know what else they are. The best gun fighters in JSA, apart from the Oyuroi. What um, about what about Fat Fat Boy? Is he not same, a better gun fighter? Same. Uh, the same. So would you have, would you have had would you have had Fat Boy instead of Karakuri? I can't remember the name of the Fat Boy. I'm just Fat Boy. Diokai. Yeah, Fat Boy. Diokai. Yeah. Would would a Diokai have been like? Is that more common to see Diokai rather than the Karakuri? No. Well, no. No, oh, okay. No, you, no. you forget you're forgetting that Karakuri are structure three dragging an engineer along with them. Structure three, oh, total okay. immune, remote presence. They are just um just yeah. so much. They're so tanky. They're also um an extra specialist because they're forward observers. They have every gun oh, that you, that you that's could true. want. Yeah. They're that's they're actually they're actually yeah. like they seem expensive on the face of them. Like kind of, yeah. but then you take a look Yuriko, at what they actually offer, and it's tons. Yeah, y- Yuriko being the engineer is nice because you know otherwise you'd have to have a dot of paramedic, and you don't really have those. So yeah, Yuriko makes a good option. Yeah, yeah, like they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're they're fine. Yeah. Um, and then of course I just I ha- I can't let you can't let you go without bringing up the fact that you put in Kisatsu HMG in that core. Goodness me. Like, burst five is burst five. It doesn't matter <laughs> how you get your burst five. 
I have burst five. Um, <laughs> look, it's uh, like it's one of. I mean, if you count, if you count the the TR bot, it's one of three HMGs in the faction. Um, it's like you can't reach past twenty four in JSA very easily, and mm. um, especially with any burst and having, like, even a BS thirteen in that core link. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a fairly decent backup active turn gun. Um, I used him semi extensively in in the ge- in the games that I played with that with that yeah. link. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see how yeah, it'd be nice to see in your games how how it how it how it got on. So anyway, I guess we were better get moving on with your second list. Yeah, second list was um for <clears throat> specifically written for frontline and um. Daddy Okai and decapitation. Yes, it is called Daddy Okai. Um, Daddy Okai. Oh God. So uh, once again, this is a Harris and a core uh, in Group One, along with Shinobu. Um, so a Harris of um, Daiokai, Kisatsu Parabetic, and Yuriko Oda. Um, sort of semi-obvious there why that's the Kisatsu's the glue, Daiokai's the gunfighter, Yuriko's there to grab boxes and pick up and destate the. Daiokai if we if we pick up a if a hack a hack along the way. Um we've got our what we sort of consider a normal Kisatsu core there, um, with a missile launcher, paramedic, hacker, and two regular old Kisatsus. Um Mishashi, because we love him. <laughs> Yojimbo, because he's the best. Um, an Oni Waban Lieutenant, which um might be the most odd piece in this list. Um Flash boss bot, Ryukin heavy rocket launcher, and a war core. Um, the reason that this was for decap, with the reason that the only weapon lieutenant's there is it's the safest lieutenant in JSA. Um, mm-hmm. It's a whip 14 lieutenant that sits in a neg six mark state and doesn't. <laughs> um, doesn't do anything. It dares you to come get it. Basically, yeah. It has a body shotgun. It. Um, it doesn't have like no end cap or anything like that, but it just says, "Hey, um, what are you gonna what are you gonna commit to this?" Because I don't think you're yeah. gonna get there. At the very um, least, it's like an order sink just yeah, to get rid yeah. of it. Yeah, and the Diokai has NCO, so we've got a bit of it, um, got a bit of that going That's on. That's true. Yeah, it's not completely um, useless. What it also does in frontline is it provides forty points in the middle of the table on the highest point, prone somewhere. That you know you're not going to use it because it's the lieutenant and you don't have a chain of command piece in there. Um, and so oh, yeah. you get to place this 40 points wherever you like. Um, if you want to over-infiltrate it, you can because it's infiltration plus six. Um, uh, but I just put it on the halfway line somewhere fairly inaccessible to my opponent and um, promptly forgot about it for the until scoring was added up yeah. in front line. Hmm. Um like that yeah. would be a mean piece if you over-infiltrated it into his um, line because I can see an opponent just forgetting that he's there and be like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, this one thing holding it. You're like, is it more than 38 points? They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. People, people they, just be confused. By they, they, I think people are sort of less um, inclined to forget about it when you say this is, this is landing on a 15 and I'm going to put an X6 camo marker in like right next to your DZ. Uh, they're sort of more inclined to go after it. But if you just put it on the halfway line, people sort of forget about them. Is there, is there anyone that could be, is there anything else that could be in the army? No. It could be Shinobu. 
No, no, no. Yeah, other than an old. Oh no, 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 because because the the roles are different, aren't they? They are different. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, I mean, just deploying it normally, you couldn't fake your opponent out and pretend it's something else. Oh, it could be a Ryu can have your rocket launcher, I guess, or a ninja, or something. It but... could be a Ryu can, but Ryu don't have infiltration, do they? No, no, they don't. That would have to be deployed in the DZ. I deploy it in the DZ and DCAP. Um, yeah, but I put it. But the Ryu can also has mine layer, right? Yeah, but you don't have to put the mine down. It's not. Yeah. Skill. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. So I, that's kind of what I'm getting at is you could, <laughs> you could fake it out as being another Ryukin. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's uh, it, it like I, I, I really enjoyed this list. Um, there's nothing really else to say about it apart from, I've, I've got my favorite pieces in there. Uh, in the, um, Ryukin. Miramaru Mushashi Shinobu and Yojimbo. Did, did you, when you were practicing, because I'm obviously noticing a lack of it, um, I guess practice with Daikai's tank, uh, not Daikai's, Domaru's and Tanko's, did you just find that they were too expensive? They just weren't working for the scenarios? Or did you always sort of gravitate to, I'm going to hold things down with Kesotsu's and walk around with Shinobu, uh, Harris, and I guess Musashi? Um, I like. In, I, I prefer investing fewer points in something that's eventually going to die anyway. So um, having a Tanko missile launcher is all well and good, but you're kind of just going, hey, I've got this 27-point piece that's going to die. Um, I like having my 14-point piece as the piece that's going to die, and then for frontline, I can advance everything else up, and then they all occupy the midfield. Um I, 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 I suppose as far as ballistic skills go, the Tanko well, and the, the um, Kisotsu, there's only one point of BS difference between like a five-man linked Tanko yeah, and a five-man linked more, Considerably more, consi- uh, significantly more points investment in a yeah, no, exactly. Tanko's in it. Um, yeah. Because yeah, Tanko yeah. can only be in the Domaru core, so they can't. If they were, if they could be in the Kisatsu core like they can in Nakari, I would hundred percent be running a Tanko led Kisatsu core. Uh, there would be right. no doubt about it. Um, I thought you could do that, right? Okay, no, no, mm. not in JSA. You can in um, Kari. Obviously, I've got my mercenaries on. I'm going to turn those off because Avicenna is definitely not in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, can't run, can't can't have the tankos as part of the Kasatsu fire team in JSA. Oh yeah, um, no, that makes that makes way more sense. Actually, I thought you could. Yeah, okay, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there anything? Was there anything that uh, you were particularly um, worried about, or looking forward to, or uh, with with these lists, or going up against certain opponents you were concerned these about? These lists were s- sort of slightly more um, experimental. Um, I tried to sort of steer away from things that would be affected too much by hacking. Um, obviously, the Diokai is chronically affected by hacking um <laughs> but uh and and so is the the karakuri as my sort of main hit pieces but you can't sort of get around that um yeah. in jsa the next closest thing you can have is an aragodo and that's a bat base not with a spitfire and that mm-hmm. um the sort of mostly i was sort of big majorly afraid of going up against like some big heavy armor pieces um which we'll come up to in 
my game against um um frank in military orders in in frontline um was a difficult game for me to get through um but the because like there's not much ap there's we've got a multi-marksman rifle with plus one damage um yeah mm-hmm. there's not a lot of a lot of not a lot of ways to crack armor in jsa in general um apart from hitting them with a big sword yeah, <laughs> okay, especially, especially when your opponent can kind of go toe to toe with you in CC, and not necessarily and not necessarily be at the disadvantage that you're used to people being at. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, um, it's it's tough. I mean, um, the 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 other thing as well is um, I I I perennially like the challenge of having everybody running fourteen point natural born warrior warbands. Um, because uh, I'm running 44 point martial arts level five people that's completely strapped by a uh, yes. a 14 point natural war warrior warband. So, <laughs> um, look, it's it's fun, <laughs> and usually you gotta you gotta you gotta pick your targets. But uh, yeah, it's it's basically like natural war warrior is the is the killer of JSA and the killer of these lists. Um. Uh, anything with too much mimetism as well is sort of a bit uh, hard to get through um, and too much armor. But thankfully, I didn't have to deal with that too much. Um, yeah, not a, not a huge amount of tags running the field in in this tournament. So happy. yeah, well, well, we'll get we'll get into that shortly. Hopefully, all right. So let's get into our far, third and final uh, lists um, next. Yeah. I'm going. So uh, well, he brings it up. Um, yeah. So I picked Raba because I basically started N4, or I started in, restarted Infinity after a few editions, uh, last BCB with Rama, and I wanted to take him for, through a full year and see how I'd improved over the year. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited and looking forward to hearing your list, because I know as a fellow Rama player, I would like to see what, how, there, how other people are using them. Already seeing some big differences between your lists. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 have, I have to say, just just looking at um, Josh's lists and Nick's lists, Josh's lists give me almost sort of a headache at the fact that like they seem so messy because it's <laughs> it's a sectorial, but it's a bunch of different profiles. I'm looking at Nick's and going, "Oh, look, there's like four Ghoulams and three <laughs> Fanus. Uh, I can I can deal with that. If I could take three Flash Roll spots in JSA, I would. <laughs> I would. You would have give them. us give us three Yao Kongs in JSA, please, CB. All right, Thank let's take it away, Nick. Yeah. So, um, first list uh, was, I guess, start with. I wrote my lists for specific missions. That way, when I get to the tournament and I get to the table, I don't have to think about what list to play. I have a list that's for that mission, and unless there's something that comes up that causes me to say I need to go to the list, which did happen in one. Mission, uh, it's one less thing to think about. So, list A was for cryogenics frontline supplies. It's basically my more mobile, more offensive uh, as far as movement list. Uh, so, start off with full core. Uh, so, the Zayden HMG, uh, Gulam Lieutenant, Gulam Doctor, Gulam NCO, uh, Grenade Smoke Grenade, and Gulam Hacker. Uh, then had the Nahab parachutist with, or Nahab specialist in a parachutist. Uh, Mukhtar doctor plus three. 
Carbon uh, uh, Uh You'll you'll notice the lack of a Mukhtar MSV2, which I didn't take for the entire tournament. Uh, that's eight so orders. In, that's eight orders in group one. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then in group two, I have a Janissary Harris. Uh, which is an Alpha Cid HRL plus one burst, a Janissary Doctor, and Yar Haddad, uh, backed up with three Fenus, so three Flashbots. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was a, um, what would that be? 14 orders, I think. Yes, yeah. So it's 14 yeah, orders and one there. starts off the board. So it's 13 orders you see on the board. Yeah, right. Um, so that's giving you six six regular orders at the start of the... Sorry, seven regular orders at the start of the um, turn one. So goal that was basically set the the core up to be a firebase for the first turn or two. Uh, I've got the hacker in there so I can run some Fenus up there and set up a hacking net if I think they're going to come into me. Uh, that way the Hacker has spotlight with or has spotlight with six cents, uh, and then I've got the um, that lovely heavy Harris to just kind of slowly wander up the field, and uh, a burst for heavy rocket launcher is just oh so much fun. Yeah, it's a hell of a drug. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I really like that um, Harris. I have run it a couple of times. Um, I it is it is a bit chunky, and I find that I don't always have like points left to get all the things i want but i do really enjoy it um the hmg in the core i guess so that becomes your active turn gunfighter yep. you know keep your head keep your head down or i'll blow you away with bs18 hmg yes um i'm assuming then the dr Mukhtar is kind of there to be your your specialist yeah he's there as a specialist um he's also fast enough and a gunfighter enough that he can get in there with a boarding shotgun, but yeah, he's primary there as the specialist midfield. Yeah, because he's got the he's got plus four inches on his deployment and six two moves, so he's getting yeah. there fairly quickly um, on things like um, cryogenics and supplies. The Nahab was that that I know that's like a vanity pick for you. So is that just there because you love it so much, or was? I just get so much work out of them. Um, having that come on as a parachutist, since it is a combat beast, um, it is NWI, it is a specialist, it has D charges, uh, it can do many different things once it comes on. And honestly, some games I just wait until turn three once they've overextended and then bring on a boarding shotgun and remove a core. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I do I do like it. But you're correct. That that is one of my vanity picks. Yeah, yeah. I I, t- I find myself taking the KHD um, mm-hmm. just as a bit of a a, a flex. But then I like mm-hmm. the fact that the boarding shotgun gives you the ability to place two templates on something. Yes. Um, whereas the killer hacker sometimes you just have to rely on BS12 SMG, and that doesn't always go so well. No. <laughs> so on the second list. Um... Also, you oh, yeah. only only got one lieutenant oh. there. You got your obvious. You got you have an obvious lieutenant in that list. Uh, so I do. That... I don't actually, um, because Yara Haddad has a lieutenant profile and is the same whip. 
Yeah. Okay. However, um, most people don't know that. So yes, I, I that was one of the sacrifices I made. I just, but I, I can't take anything out of this core to get another gulam in there. I'm just going to have to live with it. Yeah. For, for, yeah. Me person, for me personally, I find myself either taking, so that I can have a decoy lieutenant, I find myself um, dropping the, I've dropped the NCO um, because I find the hacker is just more generally useful when you've got three finus. But I know it's mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's hard to, yeah, yes. either, either or, yeah. I just love to watch my opponents cringe when I go, so I burn my lieutenant order because I have nothing better to do with it. And I spec fire a grenade over yeah. onto your whatever. <laughs> and I hit on an eight. What would you like yeah. to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So second list was more defensive uh, for capture and protect and sorry, uh, capture and protect and decap. So still, it it's got a similar base to its build, and part of that is I wanted to play fully painted, and so I built my lists off of what I had painted plus what I thought I could reasonably paint before BCB. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's got the same basic core, uh, except for the Gula or the Zayadin is a missile launcher instead of HMG. Uh, it's got the Nahab parachute specialist, but it's now also got the Nahab killer hacker infiltrating. Mm. Uh, then group one is rounded up by one flashbot. So uh, let's see. That's getting eight. So eight that's eight with one off the board. Mm-hmm. And then group two is a Sundic Butt Neurosynetic Spiral Rifle, a Tuareg Hacker, a Monstrucker with Drop Bears, a Guided Missile Bot, and two Flashbots plus Carbon Batard. So, mm. uh, that is six plus, well, six regular plus, or no, sorry, five regular plus two irregular. So, it is an 8-7 split with two models starting off the board. Okay, I like yeah, yeah. I like the I like the fact that you have uh, the Nahab Killer Hacker and the Tuareg Hacker on the table. I often yeah. struggle to fit both of those in. Well, actually, three you know two two Nahabs and, and a Tuareg. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the missile bot is there to complement the Tuareg. Did you think that that uh, was going to be a useful like kind of tool? It turned out to be yes. Um, okay, both f- so in. One of the missions, the Tuareg ended up spotlighting stuff that tried to run past him, and then got to, but they couldn't really turn it around to come back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, in for instance, capture and protect, um, as soon as something came in to try to grab it, it was spotlit, and it did not see past one order into my next turn. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because you got three finus there as well to you know just set near the beacon yep. to. Spotlight things. Yep, that's cool. And then the Sunduck yep. butt just to be a dick. Uh, uh, yes, because I figured capture protect Sunduck butt with a barrel rifle uh, or the burst two and ARO chain rifle <laughs> um, would. And the fact that I've only got one minus zero camo marker, so they know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's armed with or whether it's neurosynetics, but they know that that potential is there to be scared of. Uh, probably the model that I got 
more work out of than I thought I would was the Monstrucker. And I've been playing with her more now that we have Sonic Butts in Rama. Mm-hmm. And usually I just use her irregular order to slowly toss out drop bears. And by the time turn three comes around and people are trying to get somewhere, they find that there's a minefield there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to fit a helper bot in for her, but I just could not find any points for it. So uh, yeah. I did have at least, I think, two opponents ask where her helper bot was and had to say I, I could not afford one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I guess you could you could you drop a finish for a more core, but then you'd yeah. have another regular order, and that's a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I like it. I've I I too have started to experiment with Sunduck butts now that they're in there. But I and I've been running them with Fiddler, obviously, because I'm a Fiddler because I love Fiddler, and the the two of them pair really well. Um. But obviously, much more expensive than a Monstrucker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, was, uh, so was there anything that you were particularly um, keen or worried about, or you uh, know, you know, trying to make build this list? Not particularly. Um, I I don't think I'm quite at the point yet where I'm tailoring lists to specific styles of opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy with I've got these lists for this type of mission and these lists for this type of mission, and we'll work with that. That's good. Yeah. All right. Do we want to go for a quick, a really quick break before we get stuck into the five games? Uh, yeah. Sounds good. All right. I will pause it now. And we're back, folks, uh, for the second part of the show, where we're going to get into our five game. Well, the Josh, Jacob, and Nick are going to get into the five games that happened at Burn City Brawl. So uh, let's take it away. First of all, round one, Jacob. Uh, tell us yeah. about it. Yeah, so uh, round one for everybody was cryogenics. Uh, it's playing on Kev's table. You can see there on the stream the sort of like uh, gated compound. Yeah. Uh, sorry, fenced <laughs> off compounds uh, sort of thing. It's a gated <laughs> compound in Florida. Uh, it doesn't let yeah. anyone uh, <laughs> with dark complexion in. Um, no, it's... it's <laughs> Yeah, so, so we're playing. I've seen we're playing videos on YouTube. Uh, right. Yeah. Sorry. It's uh, Yeah. It's the. Uh, it's my table that was set up by Josh. Yes, which we were talking yeah, about. So we were playing cryogenics. I was playing uh, Jordan and his Morats. Uh, I chose my mo- more mobile list for sort of obvious reasons. I wanted to be able to try and get around the table, ideally to uh, try and uh, touch buttons and get HVTs out and all that sort of thing. Um. Jordan's list was, I suppose, kind of standard for Morats nowadays. Sort of a uh, Vanguard core with a Yagat and a Suryat, uh, a couple of uh, Dadarazi. Uh, Kornak was in the Vanguard core. A couple of Dadarazi, uh, a Harris of two Harrises, one of the Daitok, Kaitok, and I can't remember the last one. It might have just been a Van. Oh, no, is the the medic that's immune to being crit, Rindak. Um, and then another Harris, which is just the uh, Hungries and the Osnats, and and uh, Osnat. Uh, so I think 
I had him go first and deploy first. I took a second turn. And I think I made, I made, I think I made a mistake at the very beginning of this game. And I think it's a mistake that, from what I heard, a lot of people made against Jordan, which was, I I picked in the the picture that's displayed now. I picked the far end of the table. Um, and th- because of the way the table's laid out with this, the, like the compound is this diamond that's like uh, forty five degrees, uh, sort of um, like forty five degrees off. Um, I just couldn't wrap my head. I just, for whatever reason, couldn't wrap my head around sort of uh, the way it was laid out. Like the parts of the compound, like felt like I would deploy in the compound, and that felt uh, like not far enough in or too far in. And the places outside of the compound uh, felt either again, either probably felt too far back. Um, but that's just the way it was. Um, and to be honest, I think the way this table was laid out with the fences just had my head spinning for probably the first two halves of the game mm. um, where it didn't with Jordan. Um, but the other problem was is that the side I let Jordan had, uh, which is the nearest side in this particular photo, had that building in the corner. And you can see with oh. the two crates on the top of it, which I didn't think he could deploy on. I didn't think he had that. Again, like, I don't know. There's just something about this table just had me like getting everything wrong, all the distances and eyeballing it. Um, I got everything wrong. And that meant that he could put his Suryat and his Jagat on top of that building. And that building looks over a fuck ton of the map. <laughs> right? With the biggest issue being that it looks at that gate on the far end. Ooh. So the, right. the main okay. way in to the compound from Yurdizi. Yes, um, and uh, and the other thing is that if you could, like to get over the fence, you do like a, a long skill climb. Uh-huh. Um, it would mean that like I couldn't even get over the fence because I would climb, I would jump up. Uh, I like he would see me out of cover standing up, and I just get fucking annihilated by a heavy rocket launcher. Um, so chat, yeah, I, chat, I, I the chat's up in there, Josh, just on the screen. Yeah. And so I think that was, uh, I think that was that was definitely a mistake that I made. I think it's uh, was a semi common mistake because I heard someone else who played Jordan that was like, um, like I played, I played Jordan. He got this like good Overwatch position. It's like what Morats do, um, and I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't kill the Suriat. I I did end up getting lucky and killing the Suriat in one burst, but. Again, I got lucky. There's no way I could have gambled on that. Uh, at that point, I was desperate um, and just got lucky. Um, it was it was a bit of a game where uh, a lot of things uh, kind of didn't go my way in the first turn. Um, I ran up. I sorry, the list I chose was my two so Harris's, I suppose, three man yep. call uh, and Harris with Kusanagi, uh, Moira. Uh, sorry, Morlock ran up to the. Uh, Osnat and fucking like rolled a one on the CC and just got obliterated. No. Um, then I tried to shoot. I think I had to spend like four shooting orders to kill a Gaki. <clears throat> um, and then I think I went up to like a Rendak 
and just could I just couldn't put any wounds out. It was um it was yeah, it was not a great first uh turn. Um and I just I don't know, for whatever reason I just forgot how to play cryogenics and didn't go for the objectives enough. I don't know what was going on in my head in that first round, but uh Jordan just came out of the gates uh uh swinging, uh grabbed three objectives relatively quickly i don't know if he got it in the first turn or he got it in the second turn it didn't really matter um he pressed a lot of uh the buttons um luckily he did he uh he did manage to get his gaki all the way to my dz so he got his impetuous uh unit got to be kinged (laughs) or yeah kinged um and uh luckily got one of my regular uh, moderators in that list luckily it wasn't the one that was my lieutenant mm. um, um yeah jordan is in the, ch- in the chat and he was saying he was able to lock you out of the co- easy access to the oh, abs- absolutely and, like, and the, he was like, able the- it's interesting that he said he was able to press three buttons in the first turn but then looking back at your list jacob you don't really have any aero presence to stop him so i guess that's would make that relatively easy especially when he's got a rindac that can i think it's got climbing plus right can just kind of get around the table fairly I think, easy. I, I, look i think i underestimated the maneuverability of um of his list mm-hmm. um yeah um I, yeah i think i underestimated the maneuverability of morites i'm still a little bit in the old n3 morites where they weren't particularly fast um but yeah i just it was it was him locking me out i wasn't the fact that i wasn't able to climb over the fences or anything like that there there um, are holes there are there are there were holes in those fences so you had a you had a gate on you would you would have had a door on both sides and then holes. there was there was and i would have used uh them if it wasn't for the one team that i wanted to get through sort of near that gate had an s5 model Oh yes, yeah, so yeah, because the holes I said are only up to S two. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they <laughs> couldn't, they couldn't get through. Um, I would have crawled through like my Kusanagi, uh, Rebera team, but again, they just didn't do anything. And yeah, so, uh, it was pretty much a wipe. I managed to pull back some points just here and there. Um, not really anything, um, impressive. Um, but yeah, that. Pretty much that fire team just, uh, with the Suryat and the Yagat, just sat there and denied me any sort of movement around the board. Yeah, uh, he also did. He also he also did the right thing, which is um, which is something that I think, having not really dealt with hacking too much, I think I played too many non-hacking uh, games when I was um, uh, practicing, like against non-hacking armies. Is um, I need to learn to protect that uh custodium or because i can't i can't the the amount of times i think people just stage dived um killer hackers at them killed them oh did it die did it it, it died it died in yeah he just he just he just threw a i don't know when morlocks uh sorry morats got uh really good at hacking but uh those ditox just throw themselves at you and Everything Dartox were added to the to the to the game, yeah, they become yeah, really good no, at hacking. They're, they're, they're incredible. So uh yeah, and I, I spent the entire game like not knowing what the fuck I was doing. 
Um, <laughs> because again, I don't know what it's happened hard. with this. I don't, I, 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 um, yeah, the I don't know table. what happened with this table, but I the just table to you for a little. I just could not. It was it was like an illu- It was like an optical illusion to me. Yeah. So like um, yeah, when when the, yeah. when the table is set up, it is usually set up where yes, you you should be able to access at least one or usually one building inside the compound, um, and then the rest of it is you have to make make your make your way into. Um, so either you can get access to the, one of the buildings in the compound to put a fire team on, or at the very least have access to the compound with some corners to nook into. But generally, yeah, the rest of the army has to find their way in, and I can understand what you mean. The twelve inch line can be hard to hard to spot when you're dealing with angles like that so it's some yeah. it's some good feedback i think nine to four okay okay all right so first round is a loss for you uh who is next i'll go next let's get my first <clears throat> uh so i played on this table um ryan's table ryan's table um i've had a bit of experience on this table. Uh, Akanko and I got shock armied really, really hard on this table, um, and I was not keen to repeat my experience. Luckily, I was up against a mirror matchup. Um, one of the four JSA players, uh, Stefan, who's a local, um, who, uh, um, be- being a local and being a JSA player, I uh, may have seen his lists um, before uh, before the tournament because he uh, sent them to me in order to to, to to check them out um didn't help me much uh (laughs) it was basically it came down to we we drew um we were one of one of one of three draws one of three draws um so um i didn't push any buttons he managed to push two buttons in his first uh, turn, uh, and he did that by um, parking a um, ninja uh, right up against one of the. Um, so he de- Stefan deployed on the side that um, you can see. Um, I chose deployment. No, he won the roll and went decided to go first, um, mm-hmm. and I chose the deployment <clears throat> side that I was on, um, probably to my detriment. Um, the um so he revealed a ninja um next to the one on the building there um and picked that up pretty easily um it didn't have any hvt in it uh and then kuroshi ran up and grabbed the other one um becoming dogged in the process because she ate a missile launcher um lucky lucky she just became dogged um no um no hvt in that one Oh no! Uh, oh no! Um, the, the curse of cryogenic strikes again. <laughs> uh, Stefan over infiltrated Shinobu, but didn't reveal Shinobu in. I should sort of specify his list. He had a core link Kisatsu's. Um, he had a uh, his. He had a little Harris of um, a Domaru Spitfire, a normal Domaru, and a Tanko. Um, uh, and then he had Kuroshi, uh, Yo Jimbo. Um, and uh, a ninja killer hacker. Um, so he over over infiltrated Shinobu, um, but didn't reveal her uh, actually at all um, throughout the whole game. Um, oh no! But he did really well at just parking this little Domaru Harris right outside my doorstep. 
Um, and uh, I managed to do some fun things like outranging a suppressive Rushi with my Kasatsu HMG, which put it all the way to dead. Um, and that was the first instance of my Kasatsu HMG just seeing blood. Um, <laughs> because um, to round out the game, there wasn't really anything too special about this game apart from I managed to get a lot of flashes on him. Um, uh, Mushashi killed a Domaru in CC. I said here, roll nine saves. A roll, 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 roll seven saves, and he was like, "What?" Um, and I kept the damage, damage, damage seventeen AP uh, as well. So yeah, do that, please. Um, uh, but in return, I got berserked. So <laughs> the Mushashi doesn't do much about getting berserked. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I managed to to clear up some of his stuff, but um, and put him into loss of lieutenant um, because he had a his Kuroshi was his lieutenant, which I killed in first turn. Um, oh, no. Then he had a Kempai chain of command, so I used uh, Yojimbo to kill that before his um, at the end of my second turn. Um, but oh wow, uh, how, are you, how are you able to get into into the core link with Yojimbo on this table? Uh, so the way that he was positioned, let's... I guess there's not very many places to hide. Uh, so his stuff. core link was on this. Can you see my cursor? No. Um, so his core link was... Oh, you probably wouldn't because I'm showing my screen. Uh, I'm showing the window. Uh, so the core link was on the um, furthest little sniper tower that you can see. Um, and the mm -hmm. and the, um, the Kempai was on the ground, um, tucked oh, into right. some of these containers. Um, mm -hmm. and I just managed to get your Jimbo. I just suicide ran your Jimbo into the thing and, and killed it. Um, because I was like, oh, I might as well just sacrifice these 20 points to put you in loss. That's fine. Um, what I also did in that, in my second, in my second turn was I moved my Kasatsu HMG out to kill a Tanko. Um, and unfortunately killing that Tanko put the poor boy in retreat. Which meant that um, he pressed two buttons, <laughs> and oh, no. I had and I had two classifieds, <laughs> and so it was a two-all draw. <laughs> That's lucky you're you're so two classifieds. Snatched a uh, snatched a draw from the jaws of victory, um, as Peter <laughs> eloquently put it. Um, uh, uh, and yeah, so I scored <laughs> two classifieds, um, which very. Oh no, you know what it was? It was my Master Breacher. So I killed his Master Breacher first turn. Um, I had my Master Breacher um, hold oh, two dominate. Zone, dominate two zones, which was my Karakuri, and I just put it on top of the big helipad thing that you can see in the top corner there. Um, yeah. And just parked it there. And um, it just didn't didn't pull a didn't didn't manage to pull a HVT out of a bot neither just pulled a HVT out of a box. <laughs> he scored two points, I scored two points, bang all, bang on to all draw, starting the weekend off real strong. <laughs> what a bugger. Um, yeah. for those of you I know we obviously you know not people watching long or listening long on Spotify can't see this picture, but um I was led to believe that giant building in the middle had some stuff on it so you couldn't put anything on the roof. Did you guys yeah. discuss that before the game? Uh we did so all a lot of those sort of gubbinsy things that you can see sitting on that rooftop um uh we basically we, they just jammed a bunch of scatter on top of that thing to stop people from deploying right yeah but that the, the picture that we're showing doesn't have that on top of the no room. it also yeah, has the was. um the console on top of the helipad um 
where and it wasn't there it was it was underneath the sort of pillar um, oh yeah yeah i think we did that. a i think uh, yeah after that photo was taken we did some finagling and put that console on the ground or something yes, like that i would I have think. pressed that console had it been on time to play like that. yeah <laughs> right um yeah it's, yeah. a, it's a tricky table to actually use the roofs because the roofs don't really have any parapets. So if you put the end on there, it's not that difficult to get some height. It is. And um, just see you. And, and it's you. like, it's also strangely, like it looks kind of open, but it's actually also strangely closed. There's not a lot, of, not a huge amount of fire lanes. Um, like the helipad can sort of see like either side of the big building if you do some moving. Um, mm -hmm. And it's taller than everything else, so you, you've got cover basically guaranteed. Um, and these sniper towers, I see a lot, but are also seen by seen by a lot. So yeah. he put his Kasatsu missile launcher up there, and I just um, mine I neg twelve it with a shock marksman rifle. How can you neg twelve it with a shock marksman rifle? My um, so I well I neg nined it. Sorry, I put him. I was in cover in his zero range band in smoke. Oh. MSV2. Oh, but wasn't it in a core? Uh, not by that point. I'd, uh, I used Shinobu oh. to, to zip through and, and kill a couple of things on the ground. Of course, um, right. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice thematic table, though. I like the, the, the trees, even though they're kind of pointless, and the, the road and the, the compound and stuff like that. It's, kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you can discuss making the trees something special if you really want to. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, that, that objective room that's hanging off the side of the table? I'm assuming that's supposed to be hanging off the side of the table. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If yeah. It was, and is it supposed to be infinite height or not? Um, we didn't play it as infinite. Okay. We did. Yeah. Play it. I, I, don't I don't know. know I don't know if that make a difference or not. The but, line yeah. of fire never really crossed it, so I, we never. It, yeah, it never really enough. sort of. Yeah. All right. So I, we got we got a loss and a draw. Let's see if uh, Nick can bring it up to a win uh, with his first game. What table? So, uh, my first game was on Lil's table. Okay, I've got that. Yeah. So easy handled. Yeah. Uh, first game, get there, all excited. All these new players I've never met before. Um, get the pairings. I'm going up against James, who is probably the player that I have played the most in the past few months. Uh damn. We we tried as TOs to like obviously not make interstate players play other like you know people yeah. you know people they played before oh. but yeah could only do so I much realized, though it got me thinking maybe i should use the grudge system to just pick a random player from out of state <laughs> <laughs> so i can make yeah, sure yeah. I play someone who i've never played before um so yeah uh played on lil's table uh that i helped set up the night before um gotta say the table is really coming along uh, it's got this weird mix of like dangerously exposed but high mobility walkways mm -hmm. versus on the ground level you've got these like it's defensive but very restrictive walls and gates. So you have to yeah. kind of figure out which place you want to be, and they both have benefits and drawbacks. <clears throat> so uh, James is playing tack. Uh, he won the roll and decided to pick sides and go second. So, this. Um, yeah, so he, if you look at the picture, he was on the far side, I was on the near side. Uh, and I think, oh, yeah, this is taken the night before. So, all the objectives are already there. Oh, yes. Uh, 
So, yep, yeah, I deployed. He deployed. Um, he was running, and I a little rusty at this. Uh, uh, Kazakh core that had, I believe, two missile launchers in it. Um, he had Veronin in that as well. He had some. Wow, I'm blanking. Impetuous engineers. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, Irmandinos. Uh, and some antipodes and some other stuff that I don't remember. Um, So, that said, as much as I have played him, he always surprises me. So, um, I went first, took out both his uh, missile launchers, and kind of moved up, but didn't do a whole lot beyond that. Which which list were you running, by the way? Uh, I was running the first list, so the one with the HMG and the Harry's. Yep, cool. Uh, bottom of turn one, he brings on a parachuting Spetsnaz and completely guts my core link. Uh, it is left with the Zayden HMG and the NCO grenade launcher. Oh no, uh, like this means I start turn two <laughs> in loss of lieutenant. <laughs> Great way to start off the tournament. Right. Uh, <laughs> however, the number of orders he spent to do that meant he was one order short to get his master breacher out of his deployment zone. Ah, yeah. And this okay. was down to like we moved it as his last order, and then carefully measured it because we didn't know if it made it out or not, and it was oh. about an inch still inside yeah. of his deployment zone. What was his master breacher? Uh, Vet Cossack. Uh, I think Vet Cossack. Right. The HMG. I want to say. Yeah. And what was yours? Uh, my Master Breacher was the Alpha Seed. Okay. Cool. So, uh, my turn two, I have two veterans and liberally spend command tokens. Uh, and because his Master Breacher was left slightly out in the open, um, I got my Zayden up and took out his Master Breacher. <clears throat> so at this point, he has not scored his master breacher and it no longer is on the table. Um, after that, bottom of turn two, he opens the two pods on his side, gets one HVT. Top of turn three, I open my two pods on my side, get one HVT. Uh, and not terribly eventful beyond that. Um, there was an incident where he did a wound to Carmen, I let her go dogged, I then doctored her back up, which meant that she was now in range to threaten his HVT. Oh, you can't do that, actually. Hmm? You can't doctor a dogged model. No, 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 sorry, sorry she did not go dogged. Oh, she did not, oh, she went unconscious, she, yeah, right. She, w- she did not use dogged, she went unconscious, I doctored her the next turn, and then that let her threaten ah. his HVT. Because, big base. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, that's good. It doesn't often happen. You usually just go because it was obviously it was then it was in their turn, right? So yeah, it was yeah. the end of his yeah. turn. Going like, how many orders do you have left? Oh, okay, she'll just go dog it. Yeah, she'll just oh, go, no, she'll, go dog. She will not go dog it. Ah, yeah. sorry, it is late already. Uh, yeah. So in the end, um, I went up ten five uh, because basically I had a master breacher and I got my classified done, and otherwise we both played well. He just didn't have a master breacher to score points. Yeah, no, that's a good way of good way of uh, yeah stopping you know locking them out of points for sure. Mm-hmm. 
All right, cool. Uh, so we've had one win. That's good. All right, uh, round two. Back to you, Jacob. What have we got? Uh, yeah, so I played one of the newer <clears throat> military orders players. Probably one of the newest players. Um, yeah, on this table. Uh, so this was no. capture and protect. So I was mm-hmm. submarining super hard. Did we? Uh, I, I want to actually say the player's name. Um, where's there a place I can look at the list? I just want to yeah, find out. Yeah, I can find it. While you keep going. Okay, no, it's here. It's right here. Uh, second round, I... you played. Oh wait, hang on. Uh... Probably Daniel. You played Daniel. Yep. Yep. Daniel. Oh yeah, yeah. You played yeah. from Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. So. After John and kicked the shit out of me, I'm obviously um, either setting up for the wooden spoon or the submarine really hard. Um, so I played Daniel, who is a relatively new player. Uh, looking at this particular map, uh, we had a bit of a discussion about how to treat that big yellow um, landing pad that you can see there, mainly how to treat the underneath of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to treat sort of... Um, the, like the very center of the landing pad is solid, um, and then you like you can go like in the line, the legs and what have you. Um, oh, hang on, what, sir? What do you mean? So, like, so, yeah, so so this it's like a construction um, crane type thing, and you're saying no, no, what, the landing the, pad, the, no, no, the, the landing, landing pad. pad. Oh, sorry, the landing yeah. pad. Yeah, yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. So we treated sort of the center of that as solid, um, just because if if not, there's no real way out of that deployment zone. Uh, with like with any sort of like decent cover, yeah, that's fair enough. Other than other side, um, and I th- think I won the roll off. Uh, or actually, uh, I think I won the roll off. Uh, deployed second, and chose the side, the far side in this picture again. Um, but he he did hard second turn me. Oh, interesting. And capture and protect. So you chose, yeah, so you chose sides and he deployed, he chose second turn. Yeah, so I got all right. the advan- all the deployment advantages. Mm. Um, okay. Was that, uh, was, that, was, my... was that because, was that because he was a new player or was he trying to big brain you? I think, a, I think a bit of, a bit of both. I mean, it is capture and protect, so there is advantage to going second um, if the game's like going okay because you can kill the carrier. Um, so I took my frontline, I took my frontline list, which is a little bit more defensive. Um, but it also, because you don't need a specialist to pick up the, uh, pick up the crate. The hopeful idea was that I was going to run my moderator as the master breacher, not the moderator, uh, taskmaster as the master breacher with the Morlocks, um, down to his deployment zone, grab it like turn two, hold it, and then slowly like sort of bring it back to the deployment zone. Um, and I think Daniel being a new player deployed a lot of guys, uh, some of them not in cover at all, and some of them in sort of like really, like, I suppose, would be aggressive AROs. Mm-hmm. Um, which I tried to like, so like being a new player, I wasn't trying to go like super, super hard. Um, on him, um, but I was going to like punish the bad deployment a little bit, I guess, as like a lesson. So I had deployed, <laughs> I had deployed uh, my fire team up on that building that could see a Harris of Teutons. Oh, I should say he had a Harris of Teutons, uh, core of uh, Corsairs with uh, the 
the character, Cons- Constantine. Constantine. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I went to go and shoot at the, like, with a multi-rifle, burst three, at these Teutonic Knights, right? Historically, Moira Sniper's done really good at killing these things. And his armor saves were off the charts. I don't think in my first turn I killed anything uh, with that fire team. Ran up my taskmaster, um, who did what he's kind of been doing during playtesting, which is uh, took a boarding shotgun uh, to the face and failed to do anything to a surprise attacking uh, Trinitarian and died in one turn. No. I think I think I think because a mine went off in his face as well. Uh so and in my first turn, I'm like, okay, goddamn it, I'm gonna have to do what I didn't want to do, which was uh Brando decided to um uh pop up. So I uh over traded Brando on that uh bridge uh in between the buildings near his deployment zone. He uh popped out killed a crozier with uh, Spitfire and MSV2, killed the Trinitarian that killed my Taskmaster, um, and I think maybe I killed another crozier uh, uh, with my Harris, but that was it. I did not do much in my turn at all. Right. Um, he he went to push... He then started to push out, um, very much avoiding the, the Reverend Harris, and trying to sort of push his uh, Teutonic Knights through the buildings in the middle, sort of going um, around to get to where the crane was. Uh, <clears throat> and his um, Teutonic Knights, like, dodged like champs. I could not put them down in AROs at all. He was like, I was rolling decently, but he was rolling, like, 17s, 15s for all the dodges. Could not touch them. And if I did, they passed their armor saves. That's what Teutons do. They dodge. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had planned to sort of take, go, I'm not going to say go easy. I was planning to not pull out all the Bakun and bullshit. I was hoping, I should say, to not pull out all the Bakun and bullshit um, but. when playing Daniel. But Last. my first turn had gone so bad that I was, I pretty much when Daniel, okay, I'm going to pull out a lot of bullshit in a second. Um, so we're talking moderators, uh, sorry, I keep saying moderators, Morlocks spec throwing grenades and then onto the Teutons and then the I had the Chimera run in and eat a Teuton um, mm-hmm. and then try to eat a second Teuton roll a four and two threes and the Teuton rolled like an, like an 18. Yep. Uh, so killed the frigging Chimera. Um, but at the same time, my uh, Moira's were able to sort of jump off, jump down from that building, take a look at his um, Crociers and just annihilate pretty much his entire core fire team, leaving him kind of with just two uh, Teutonic Knights. Uh, come his second turn, he tries to he tries to push up. It just doesn't go his way. I yeah. roll him to death. Um, and then at that point, we sort of call it there because I've got pretty much my entire orders and it was, I'll throw a smoke grenade with my Morlocks. Brando will grab the box and run back to my deployment zone and that'll be it. Okay. Um, so the final, uh, the final score was, see, this is this is the problem I have with Capture and Protect. 
mm-hmm. um, is even though I had his my his box in my deployments and in the ground, it was only I think six nil. Yeah, it's it's enough for uh, a major for you. That's kind of what it, like, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I did like, mm. however, because it completely blindsided me. I just got lucky that I rolled really well. Is he had a trinitarian uh, multi sniper? Had no idea he had that. Um, like oh, he, oh, he had out. a tri- tri- trend trend sniper. Cool. Yep. Uh, on the one of the crates, popped out, took a tried to take a shot at my Moira's, and I was like. And after the game, I was like, I've never seen... I played mm-hmm. a couple of things. I've never seen that. I actually really like that because I had no fucking clue he was there. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, so I look forward to playing him um, a lot more. It's... He was a really good opponent. I just wish he didn't have to deal with a whole bunch of Infinity Bullshits that I had to pull out to actually win that game. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good play. I, 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 um, I did play Val uh, when he was playing Ammo and he ran a, a trend sniper against me and and um revealed it in aero against my maggie my, my magri bagard over 32 inches away and i was like oh fuck how am i gonna deal with this thing mm. you know over 32 and i was just lucky i just had to like you know just move it forward out of cover survive that that volley and then and then took it out but it was still like one of those things where you're kind of counting your orders going yeah. do i have enough orders to deal with this thing if i don't roll well enough yeah, yeah exactly it's it's, it's um, a tricky one I was lucky to have the MIM six so that he it was more of a case of yeah. he couldn't shoot well either. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose he got because of the way the terms were going, um uh Wabera uh was being uh decided to be really accurate with her Vulcan shotgun over um eight inches and just kept um plugging away at these uh uh two tons. Mm. Yeah, no, shotguns have surprisingly good range bands. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because they, 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 I think they they used to the old ones used to not be so good, but they that's because they used to have the like long range splash. Had this, yeah, the, the the different the different template, yeah. All right, okay, moving on. Uh, let's get into Josh. Your round two. Uh, yeah, my round two was up against um, the. Uh, South Australian player, um, Harrison, who was playing Harrison. Tack. Um, and it was on this Brutal, C- Brut- uh, Brutal Cities table. Is this um, the Barbenheimer table or is this the other one? Uh, I think this is the Barbenheimer table, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one side of it, yeah, one side one's, of it's kind of... One side's nice, on. one side's, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so, um, I won the role and chose deployment um and harrison decided to go um first uh i just wanted to go second and capture and protect that was basically my only reason um mm-hmm. i took my karakuri list karakuri i made my karakuri the master breacher um i took the side um that is furthest from uh f- furthest from us um and um his turn his turn one rolled around he made his what was, uh, he, what, diamond... was he, what was he running again oh so he was running tack he had a okay. core link like vet kazakh bunch of kazakhs core link um he had a um couple of midfield camera markers that never got revealed uh, a couple of ermadinos a beast hunter uh and something that i don't really see very often a uh dynamo harris Mm. Um, so he had a Dynamo Harris, the Dynamo AP Spitfire, 
um, a paramedic and a forward observer. He's just looking to have fun with that, Harris. The So the AP Spitfire Dynamo was his master breacher, um, and he proceeded to tear up the entirety of my left flank, the sort of yeah. the, Barbie, the Barbie side of the table. Um, it's not, not uh, a bad table for bikes, actually. There's enough space uh, for you to squeeze through on all yeah. that, too. So um, he decimated me, like, turn one, like, probably took about five or, five or six orders away from me, um, just killed, like... Uh, basically just killed everything um, <laughs> uh, killed everything um, I managed to survive like the Karakuri died um, which was heartbreaking um, most of my Link team died um, most of my like Kusatsu Link team died um, Mushashi died like it was just was this all to the AP Spitfire? yeah basically yeah that Dino wow. AP Spitfire just came through and ruined my life um uh i managed to do a bit of force reconstitution um by pulling yuriko around and bringing the karakuri back up um the domaru uh the ap spitfire ended up dying to um i managed to lay a chain rifle on him with um mushashi which took it to dogged um so he couldn't um like keep moving it around um well he could keep moving it around but at least it would be died dead at the end of his turn um mm. and my domer lieutenant came through and just basically berserked to the 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 other two um uh dynamo dynamos um uh, and then it was kind of just a bit back and forth um him trying to really push hard to approach my um button um yuriko was just dodging like a mad woman um, and placing mines just to stop anything from happening. Um, he managed to grab it, but then died <clears throat> to like a mine or an errant emitter shot or something um, from Yuriko. Um, and uh, turn three, I um, picked my, well, I had picked my Karakuri back up. I ran my Karakuri up to score a um, the classified objective, which was sabotage. Um, because the because Master Breacher gives it decharges, um, and then I uh, tried to use Shinobu, which I didn't over who I didn't over infiltrate because he had the um, he had uh, uh, antipodes with sensor antipodes yeah with sensor so um, he tried to censor me out but couldn't couldn't find her um, but if I had over infiltrated her I think I think I just would have been censored out and just found and then stopped um, I tried to get. Um, with some prone camo usage and some smoke, I tried to get um, Shinobu onto the box, but it just wasn't going to happen, um, unfortunately. Um, but it, it so it ended up being uh, he. Well, neither of us had a box, so it was one point each to us. Um, I scored a class. He scored one classified. I scored one classified. Oh no. <laughs> But I used the Intel Com rule, and I got an extra point because sabotage gives you the extra point on Intel Com. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's in that mission, it's got the yeah. it's, it's got the engineer it's symbol. Got the conk, right? the engineer yeah. symbol. So I purposely took sabotage because it was the um because it was the engineer symbol, which would give you the extra um point in capture and protect. Does it and... does it give you an extra point, or does it deny your opponent a point? No, it gives you an extra point. Oh, yeah. So right. I I I eked away a three two win. See, I and think, that's why I hate Intelcom. 
But that's uh, why I hate capture and protect. Stop yeah. putting it in tournaments, Kevin, please. Uh, <laughs> not my choice. Not my choice. Nick, Nick wanted that one. Not you, Nick, the other Nick. Uh, Nick all right, Nick cool. Notoriously hates that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Nick, uh, your round two. Yeah, so round two was on James's table, my previous round's opponent. Ooh, I've got that uh, one. Yes, the, okay, excellent. Uh, this is a, this is another nice table. Is it another scratch built table? We've actually had two, couple of scratch built tables already um, showing up, and this is another one, a really good example of um, some really nice color in this table and uh, yes. well well thought out and lots of yeah, scatter. Yeah, another well. table that's really coming along nicely. Uh, he like, started off with a lot of those. You see a lot of the gray boxes, uh, and then every tournament he's gone to, he's tried to pick up little bits of train kits as prizes, mm -hmm. and so those are slowly starting to filter in. It's really starting to get some nice variety and uh, variation on the table. Yeah, I really like those little um, buildings. Uh, they're a really nice size. Uh, you know, you can put two of them together, create a nice L shape. Uh, some nice nooks and they go well on top of the bigger buildings to create some height so I think it's a really good design yeah it's a brilliant table I've played on it a couple of times and yeah it's um yeah and it's not I just job. like the I just like the color it reminds me of like a like a VR or like some sort of like old video game you know style with, with just like the colored um, buildings mm -hmm. well, it's I like it in that it is definitely gray. It's got the nice palette, but then each of the buildings you can very clearly see the outline of. You can see mm -hmm. where each one is, and because they're different color, you can splash them around and go. You can. It's easy to parse out where each thing is. Yep. Yeah. It's also cool. very easy to do a battle port on it because you'd be like, "I was on the green building. I was on the purple." <laughs> building. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, uh, round two. Uh, Capture Effect went up against John C.'s Toha, so the guy who went on to eventually win the tournament. Oh, this is good. Uh, yeah, so I... I'll start with, I don't remember much of his army. It's kind of a Toha blur. Nothing <laughs> stood out as, like, unusual. Lots of parts. Let, let, yeah. let, me, uh, let, me, let me guess. What, a bunch of the units ended with L. <laughs> Ooh, probably. L or all? Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I won the roll, picked to go second, and picked my side. Uh, John then kindly reminded me that I was that he was playing Toha, and also asked to clarify that I was in fact giving him that side of the board. To which I replied, "Yep." And he went, "Hmm." <laughs> uh, oh, so no. I was. <laughs> yeah. When your uh, so... goes, hmm. <laughs> So I was playing, I picked to play on the near side of the image and gave him the far side. So I think, yeah, I think he's just trying to psych I, you out. <laughs> I picked, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I purposely gave him the side that I think he liked better because I knew how he would defend it. Right. So I gave him the side. If you look up in the center of the far side, there's those two white buildings mm -hmm. uh we played that those two edges are touching so you can't see through them and his beacon got deployed just in front of there in that crevice uh, okay so he'd be so, he so, so, so facing so facing you so facing me yeah so you, you so can't have a better height to attack it from 
Yeah, so it's it's an easier to attack it. It's more difficult to defend. He playing Toha, I know he's going to toss a bunch of Ferroware behind that. Mm-hmm. Because he even made the offhand comment, not directly to me, of, okay, Rama, so not much structure. I was playing five models with structure. <laughs> um, additionally, on my side, if you see the white building kind of in the center on that side, the object, the beacon on that side was deployed just behind that building, so facing my DZ as well. Yeah, I knew okay. I couldn't defend a beacon on his on the far side, <laughs> and I knew I could defend it on this side. Yeah, it's, so, it sounds like it sounds like with your uh, matchup against Toha, uh, really that was the best of two, uh, the like the uh, the best choice for you, even yes. though you gave him a like a more defensible position. I um, I gave yeah. him the more defensible position because I knew I could predict how he would act. Yeah, look that that little that little square building at the end there is perfect for a Nicole. So um, yes. That's yeah. based probably what he put there. <laughs> so my goal... Oh, there was that and then the um, delegate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both of yeah. them back there. Because my goal... Uh, it's not that tough to block line of sight with smoke on this table. Because there's a yeah. lot of good choke points you can toss the smoke down. So my goal was to get one of my Fanus up there to near the beacon. He can't wear it because it's structure. And then just spotlight and guided missile all of the models he has clumped back there to try to fare where the beacon and defend it. Mm, okay. Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, I thought, okay, I, it, it, I see it. It's coming together. <laughs> um, so we both went into this with good plans. His plan started working well first, and I never qu- quite caught up. Oh, because he went so, first, obviously, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when he went to deploy his reserve model, basically went, uh, what the heck, let's go for it. And then in, Impersonator goes right next to my objective, to my beacon. Uh, okay, so I counter-deploy uh, the Nahab killer hacker next to it, and the Sunduck bud is already there. So I'm thinking, okay, well, there's a chance, but between a Sundek butt, Neurosynetics, Close Range, and a Nahab Killer Hacker, I should be able to stop an impersonator from grabbing the marker and taking off. Yeah. Right. Did he, he, he obviously deployed it as a marker state, not with a Correct. mate and a bomb? Oh, yeah. yeah. Correct. Cool. Um, so, yeah, he deployed it as... It was. It turned out to be a Kiyotan. Yeah. Yep. Um, you a Grave Operator? No, not a grief, because the Kiaton he liked as the balance. It wasn't like it wasn't paying for all the extra Grand Star stuff, but it still had the second wound. Right. Uh so on his turn one, he picks up the objective and goes dodge, 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 and is gone. How did he pick up the objective and I don't I don't think you can pick up the objective and dodge. Uh no, but uh he took a wound. What against a viral rifle and the Nahab? The BTS six. Uh, yeah. But like burst four viral rifle and a uh, burst no, and a I, he, he was too close, so I chain rifled him. Ah, uh, I see. He, yeah, he made the saves, and uh, again, it it went well yeah. for him. He he took That's... the gamble and it paid off. 
that's still lucky. Like first two chain yeah, rifle, yeah. and then whatever the Nahab's throwing at him. Like uh, yeah. the Nahab, I think SMG'd him because the other weapon is a Nanopulsar. Uh, Nanopulsar, which again yeah. VTS six. Sure. Uh, so that's gone. Uh, it is targeted, but it is gone. So, uh, yeah, I basically I never caught up, but I did make sure that even though he had my beacon in his deployment zone on top of one, he did not score any points off that beacon until turn three. Because start of my first turn, missile on the uh, Kiatan, hits it, downs it, done. He's no longer holding a beacon. End of turn one, no beacon score. Turn two, another model picks it up, goes into a position that looks fairly safe. Nahab specialist comes on, goes, move, move, move. I take a wound, move. I kill it with a shotgun. <laughs> and then I die. <laughs> Good. Turn two, no scoring. <laughs> uh, so in the end, uh, it ended up being a 7-1 victory to him uh, with uh, getting the extra point for the Intel com on his side. Oh, uh, Which right. got him up to 7. So, uh, very fun game. Uh, I figured, so, I guess, he was the only person I did give a 5 to on sportsmanship, because my first thought after finishing that game was, I need to check the clock and see if we have time to re-rack. I'd love to play this again. No, that's good. So, I figured with that, that warranted a 5 on sportsmanship, so. Yeah, no, I like I like John a lot. He's a he's a really sweet guy, um, and a really good player as well. Yes, he's pretty, and he's pretty lax. I find he's pretty like he's pretty lax. Well, not sorry, not lax, but he's he's pretty re- relaxed when you're playing with him. Yes, yeah. He's not super like no, you know, there's you know, there's no problem with takes backs. He's just like yeah, whatever. And sometimes even when he make, when he makes a mistake, it's just like I'll just roll with it. So mm-hmm. it's um yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. So yeah, really good player, both cool. um as a social player and as a rules player. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's round round two, right? Final round. Final round for day one. Uh, let's go back to Jacob, and it is frontline. Right. Yeah, frontline. Yeah. Uh, was that on my round two table, Jacob? Mm, no, I don't think we've seen this table yet. Okay, I'll have a look for it. You talk about your game, and I'll. Have a look for it. Yeah. So my game was versus Dante playing Corregidor. Um, he, I took my, 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 Dante, another local. Actually, oh, I didn't that's... take my, I, no, no, I, I was just thinking, I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't take my frontline list for this particular one. <laughs> Unless you said, this is for frontline. Uh, so the frontline was your, uh, was that your core or your two Harrison? Yeah, that, that, no, no, that was my, that was my core. Core, right? Okay. Oh no, sorry, I take it back. No, no, that was that, sorry, that was my frontline list. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I took my frontline list with the two uh, Harrises um, to so this try time? and push that. Boom, you got it. That's the one. Uh, so I ended up, I ended up having second turn and deploying on that uh, and deploying like on the far side. So did you 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 chose. You chose sites. I I not I'm not quite sure who won the roll off um, in this particular one. I think I won the roll off, chose sides, and chose to deploy second. Yeah. Well, no, um, you, you, you don't you don't you don't choose deploy second. You just choose sites, and that 
you can choose to deploy second. If you, oh, you, I mean, you can. You do choose to deploy second. Yeah, you choose to de- de- where to deploy in order of deployment. Yeah, but you 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 don't you, you don't ever say that you deploy. You just say I'm choosing sides, and you say I'm choosing sides, and you're deploying first. Right. Usually, is what okay. I say. I don't, I don't, right. yeah. sure. you, you, you don't you don't, you don't often option, say I'm deploying second. But there's, I don't think there's any reason you would ever take the other option. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I was on this particular table. Um. I remember I drew okay uh classifieds i think they were both about the hvt i think it was was yeah i think it was the it was the uh the one to censor the hvt and the one to get like a character or like a veteran no sorry medium infantry um to do a uh whip check within eight inches of it okay there's four there's four classifieds. Uh, follow up oh there are there are four you're right I mean, it doesn't really matter about the other the, the other two, but you know. Uh, yeah, I can't remember them uh, now. I think I only, I think I only got two done anyway. Um. Anyway, so I yeah I deployed on the far side, and I deployed pretty much as far back as possible because I wanted uh, Dante to come towards me. And he's playing Corregidor um, with that with that typical pitcher pitcher list that he's got. Yeah, so. exactly. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a bunch of pitchers coming at me. I'm gonna have a bunch of Morans in my face. I'm going to try to deploy as far back as possible so that if he wants and that's why I also took the side with the wall to try and limit the amount of places that he could see to put pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I pulled back as far as I did. Probably, in, in all honesty, uh, it wasn't as far as I would have uh, back as I would have liked. Um, but I only had so many um, deployment spots in the back of my line. Uh, he was playing a, a list that had again a bunch of hackers, uh, had jazz, had uh, the Drew's hacker uh, Valera. Valera. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any other hackers than that, the but Vos- it also the- it, but it, sorry, sorry. They had the vault. Did he? Because we obviously did his list on a BCB pimp my list. So was it the Gator list or was it the not uh, Gator the list? Dog? It was the Gator. It was the Gator. Had list. the Gator, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah. So deployed as far back as I possibly could. He sort of deployed, you know, with his support pieces hidden. Um, his gator relatively far forward because he was going to you know, come out swinging with that. Uh, he had two Morans. He's sort of a standard sort of Corregidor hacking tag list. Um, again, first thing he does is he runs up his uh, runs up the Moran, um, gets close enough that he can uh, kill a hack or just like yeah, kill a hack my uh, custodia. Oh no, not again. Yeah, fucking again. <laughs> uh, trust me, it gets worse for the custodian on my turn. Um, but I think other than that, he doesn't really manage to uh, achieve a lot, mainly because of uh, my mimetism minus six. So he takes a couple of shots at my um, Moira sniper that I think he could uh, he could see when he was moving his gator around, uh, but he just couldn't land hits. I was uh, landing hits on his gator. Um, so it was like five shots on eights versus two on twelves, things like that. Um, mm. 
They, it just wasn't great range bands because that sort of middle was really open. He wasn't getting a lot of cover moving forwards. Oh, yeah. um, I did I did get kind of lucky. There was uh, some good dodging uh, by my Moiras and by Kusanagi uh, for once. Uh, but yeah, so not a huge amount done in his turn. I think he just managed to maybe uh, hurt uh, some of my hackers. Something um, I uh, just want to briefly just pick up on this list with a gator. I don't, I don't, hmm. I didn't measure it out, but I did do it in the, uh, the Gumby game I played. Is that that building that's closest, the two-story Brutal Cities building? Um, you can you can jump from that orange building to the black building. Um, I'm wondering if you could you you could probably jump a gator from the top of that building to the middle building, and then you're on the middle of the table on that big black building, looking down at a bunch of stuff. Um, I'd be keen well, to see if that was I'm, possible. I'm, with I'm, the I'm glad I'm glad Dante didn't see that. That would have yeah. been horrendous. Because I was able um, to do it with the, the beast hunter in my turn, and it was quite effective. Yeah. In my, in my Although, admittedly, that may have been to his detriment um, because in my turn, um, I managed to sort of, in that far building, that far two-story orange building, skinny orange building, mm -hmm. um, there was a, some really good line of sights for uh, my Moira sniper. Um, yeah, so right. I was able to kill the Moran that he had run up to that sort of triangular building next to the APC. Mm -hmm. I was able to kill a... Um, uh, ev evader that he had near that um sort of that uh like cream building near his deployment as well as i think i was able to put a wound on the gator um with the last few orders left i decided okay we'll see if we can get my custodia up because i put her on the edge so that when she went down i could fire some med kits at her buck and shot two med kits at her uh from one bearer and rolled like a 20 and a 19 and fucking <laughs> exploded her. Um, so she, she has, she has a good, she has a good track record. My Morris have a good track record of just not being able to pass mid kits. Uh, say, cause what's their fez 12, 12. So they should be okay oh, at doing not it. Too bad. Two On two dice. If you, if you yeah. hit, if you hit with both, you got a reasonable chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it was happening co co constantly. Um, mm. so I was pretty happy though with that turn, uh, mainly because he had first turn and I'd pretty much pushed him out of any sort of attacking position. Uh, second turn, he pushed forward again to try and take out my Moira sniper, but he had to Might spend have a to just lot keep it a bit briefer though, Jacob. Yeah. 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 By um, just um, the, the, yeah. Just, just cause I'm aware of the, the time. That's all. Yeah. So he pushed up with his Harris had to spend a lot of orders to sort of get around the Moira Sniper. Uh, managed to take it out in the end, but it took up most of his orders and he got Wolfgang uh, Zappard. Oh, yeah, because I do forget they have Zappers. That is a really handy piece of kit. Uh, yeah. Uh, started to push up. I knew I wasn't going to get his side of the table, so I was concentrating on just getting... Um, Classifieds done and getting sort of securing that middle of the table. Um, so I pushed up to the very far sort of diagonal wall that you can see, made sure I had my own zone. Uh, probably at the end of my turn, I just had to get rid of that fire team he pushed up. Uh, the bloody orphan came absolutely clutch, ran up with her SMG and just shot uh, Valera and the, uh, and the Jaguar that she was with. Mm -hmm. uh, the initiated finally did something and shot a uh, Moran in the back, 
which was really good because she had, she had one order to do it and she did it. Uh, but probably the best thing that he did that I got very lucky with, which was he shot a mine to look at Wabera and Kusanagi, who were both on no wound in cap. Mm-hmm. And so he ran up his uh, Moran and unfortunately made the mistake of like slugging using the slug against my uh, against Wabera. Um, and if I had dodged with Wabera, it would have set off the mine to hit Kusanagi, and she wouldn't have gotten an ARO. So I I literally put my hands up and said, "She's going to just do nothing. I'm going to hope that you miss with the one shot that you've got." Um, all that I'll pass my armor saves because it's just a light shotgun. I think it was. Might have been a boarding shotgun. A board, boarding shotgun on a Moran. Yeah, it's a boarding shotgun. Yeah, boarding shot. I'm just like I'm just going to hope that you miss or she passes her armor saves. Um, ah, and it so paid they were off. In a, they were in a fire team. So you could see Wabera, but not Kusanagi. Uh, I had to break the fire team. Oh no, that's right. I no, put, no, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He 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 could see Wabera, but not Kusanagi. Yes. Yeah, okay, so then as he moved into line of fire, obviously that would trigger an arrow, trigger an arrow from both of them, but you chose to break the fire team. No, so 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 what 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 it was is I um I put I put Kusanagi in suppressor fire to stop the gator from coming around. Oh, so there's no were, way okay. the, there's no way the gator would have been able like neg six plus the neg three. There's no way the gator would have um and he'd already taken like a wound or two on the gator. Um so what he did is he put a mine that could see Wabera but could also uh, put the template onto Kusanagi. Oh. And so if right. Wabera dodged, the mine would have gone off and he would have hit Kusanagi with no way for her to react. Right. Gotcha. Um, and because of that, I split off. I've obviously broken the fire team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just she went, just I'm just, I'm just going to go, <laughs> Wabera's going to do nothing. She's just going to. She's got armor three. She you're slugging her, so she's armor six in co- uh, in cover, right? You get no bonuses for shooting at her. I think the first shot was outside of eight, oh, so okay. I was like super confident that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Um, and she just she he either missed or she passed every single armor save. Um, and so that my turn was just cleaning up what he had in the center, and that was it. What was that? What was the score? Uh. You know what? I don't. I think. I think it was like. I think it was like six four. Uh, sorry, it's like seven four or seven five, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Fairly close though. Okay. Yeah, um, and then, uh, who, whose table yeah. was this? Was this, this is um, uh, Brian. Uh, this is Ryan's second table. Ryan. <laughs> this, uh, other... this is Brian. This is Ryan Jago's table. Yeah. This is this. This is a pretty good table. It's a. It can be a little bit open. Um, there, there, how, there were some, however, some, yeah, yeah. However, those walls are a good size because um, uh, tags like it does really block line of sight for tags. Yeah, those those walls are a nice a nice way to break it up. Um, I mm. played on this table as well. I liked it. There were some concerns that the two the two orange buildings were quite dominating. Uh, they had some really good sight lines and they could see each other, which um, I don't know if that's actually that big a deal. Um, but I did I did quite enjoy this table. So um, yeah, yeah, both of Ryan's tables were actually pretty good from um, from all all reports. Which is cool. Yeah, they were great. All right, moving on. Uh, Josh, what was your round three? Uh, my round three was frontline against um, our longtime friend of the show, Frank, on um, playing Mo on Tristan's table. Um, so um, 
Frank was running his defersal list that we attempted to pimp, but he didn't change because it didn't need to be changed. Um, <laughs> we did a we attempted, to, we attempted to gimp. We attempted gimp, to gimp, yeah. <laughs> um, but it didn't need to be gimped. Um, I uh, won the role, decided to go first um, because I thought that I could do a, a bit of work um, crippling um frank's offense if i <clears throat> if i came in with with shinobu and and did some carving up um i took this uh he he took the side um furthest from um our point of view um and i managed to deploy shinobu right on the edge of his dz um where she would not have any lines going any um in uh, like not not have any real arrows going into the um going into the midfield um so um on the sort of right hand flank that we can see on our right hand flank the turn one was sort of characterized by um some some very shocking roles from me um i walked around a corner tried to with shinobu tried to plug um a um paramedic in the back of the head with a combi rifle um and i whiffed everything um then i um kept walking shinobu um and uh threw a smoke grenade down on that um paramedic and then walked into cc and does what did what shinobu did best with that paramedic against that paramedic uh and then i was like you know what this list i really need to kill the person so i walked into cc with the person I rolled a two and a three, and oh, he rolled no. a 20. <laughs> so uh, Shinobu went uh, dead, um, and I was like, oh, well, um, that's unfortunate. There's not much I can do now. So I moved the Dioka around to take a couple of pot shots at some things uh, and set it up as a bit of an ARO piece with its Panzerfausts, um, and then handed it over to... Um, <clears throat> Frank, uh, and his turn one was characterized by some un very unfortunate dice rolls on his part. Uh, he walked to Furson up and around to come and attack my um, Kisatsu fire team. Um, uh, and as it, as it crested this ladder on top of a building, crested the ladder on top of a building, my Ryukin heavy rocket launcher revealed and killed to Furson all the way dead, burnt him to the ground. That's bye-bye to Furson. Thanks, Ryukin. Uh, he then used his black, attempted to use his black friar to kill the Ryukin, uh, and the Ryukin killed the black friar in response. Um, I think I was rolling on like 12s and he was rolling on like 13, like it was like one on 12 and he was like three on 13s and I just managed to beat the dice roll. Um, so very unfortunate um, dice rolls on both of our parts. He then used his Knight of Holy Chonk to come up and royally screw my day up. Um, and I just had to get along with trying to score some classifiers and push some things into the midfield. Um, and uh, basically the only real standout thing from there is me spending five orders in my last turn to kill the Knight of Holy Sepulchre with Yuriko and her combi rifle. Oh, wow. So he was out of he was out of cover, um, and I just <laughs> spent orders. He was uh, outside of eight inches, so it was bad time for him using his pistol or his um, 
or his HMG. Uh, HMG. I have mimetism. I have cover. He didn't have cover. I was three dice fifteens. Let's try. Um, and it took me a few orders, but I got him all the way to dead with a combi rifle. And uh, I think that really was the the point of the game that cemented it for me. Um, I managed to score the middle zone and my zone. Uh, he scored his zone. Um, we scored a couple of classified each, and it was around about a seven five victory to me. Okay, another another close game. Um, yeah, Frank's another another fun guy to play. Um, I do I do wonder if he's like kind of hanging himself with Mo though. So I don't know if he's like looking forward to changing. Uh, yeah, uh, he I think he said he was he was trying tack at one point, but then it didn't really work out for him. So he might be jumping onto something new. They're even harder, I think. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, good stuff. And all right, there, round three, end of, end of day one. Nick, take it away. Hey, so Frontline played against Josh P's tack. Uh, so second tack for me now. Yes, on this table. Um, I don't remember who won the roll. Uh, in my notes, I did not write it down. Uh, it was kind of end of day, and uh, I was a bit tired. Oh, yeah, so I ended up uh, going second on the near side of that table, and he deployed on the first on the far side. I think this is is this Peter one of Peter's tables, one of Peter Henry's tables. Uh, yeah, it's that him or Luke. Yeah, one of the Henry's yeah, tables. Yeah, one of, one of the Henry's tables. This is like kind of what Knights of Dice stuff. Uh, lots of big that. foot, lots of big footprint. Footprint, footprint buildings and then some scatter it's a staple of a lot of um, yes it um, does look uh it's a it was featured yeah i mean one of rob cantrell's cancon videos as well um so yeah it's um it's been pretty heavily featured in a lot of um a lot of australian yeah. tournaments yeah for sure uh, so anyway, his tap on. list was basically a um front of it core which I thought was a little unusual, uh, that had, I believe, a missile launcher, sniper rifle, and Veronin in it. Mm. Uh, he had a dog warrior, he had one or two other things, and then a more camo markers that I wanted to count. Uh, so, in some ways, typical tack. In other ways, front fit core was interesting. Uh, was that pure front fit core or no? Not, not with uh, I believe it was not because of Verodin, yeah. but I could okay. be wrong there. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so, basically, fairly defensive on both sides. I ended up playing my list B, so the more defensive list, because after I drew my classified, I looked at them and went, I can't accomplish this many hacker objectives with my first list, so I will play the other one. Um, very defensive game. We both kept taking pot shots at the middle field skirmishers. Uh, I think my Zayden missile launcher got went down twice and got back and was still up at the end of the game. Uh, he had one of his um, skirmishers get hit uh, that was outside of the building where the front of it core was. So the front of it paramedic got up and shot the darts outside of out of the window and managed to res the uh, skirmisher. Um, in the end, we both scored all four of our classifieds. Uh, we both scored the near zone to ourselves, and he managed to get the middle zone for a uh, 7-5 in his favor. So right. 
it was a loss, but I still managed to get offensive and defensive. Yeah, you uh, get the offensive and defensive. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So I'm sorry, match... this was a Sunduck. This was a Sunduck butt list you took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it? Did so, it do much? Uh, Sunduck butt. It did enough, but um, <clears throat> it it really wasn't the greatest list for that. Uh, however, the classifieds forced me into that list. Mm. So. And then did the um? Sorry if I, I missed it before, but did the front of it? core cause you much grief um a little um in this, actually in this the, table, there's not the, the only major match highlight it. i have for this one uh so on his turn three so top of turn three he moves his front of it core out it's in it deployed in the um hall building on the right hand side far side mm-hmm. um so starts moving them out starts moving it up because he wants to get them into the zones uh, I don't really have much left on that side of the board for arrows. Um, gets them around that uh, pavilion-y circle door building, uh, coming around on the left side of it. And Batard is down near the subway entrance there and sees them and goes, I dodge. Like, okay. So Batard, Batard dodges four inches toward them. And he moves them up again and shoots Batard. And Batard dodges four inches toward them. Oh, and yeah. he moves him up again and shoots Batard, and I think he tanks. Uh, he goes dogged, which was nice because he was shooting me with a rocket launcher. Um, and he moves him up again, and look at the table, like activating with the missile with the uh, uh, rocket launcher. I know he's going to nail Batard again. Uh, oh hey, look who's within eight inches of Batard. Uh, Batard throws a trench hammer, nails Verodin, and drops him straight to dead. <laughs> oh man, Batard's trench hammer has so much work. It's done so much work for me, that trench hammer on Batard in the past. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to dodge, right? I'm like, no, I'm going to yeet a trench hammer at you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember having both their, uh, Batard and the uh, camo antipode a rolling, uh, I think, Makamaro and just throwing trench hammers at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. nasty. So that was a memorable way to kind of wrap up the game. Uh, cool. Yep. So that was. Um, I, think, I think from memory, Josh came fourth, did he? Yeah, he did. Uh, yes, he came fourth. So, yeah, uh, lost to um, John, who came in first, and then yeah. had a. Uh, lost with offense and defensive bonuses against Josh, who came in fourth. Yeah, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, and, and Josh is, Josh did uh, really well because I think I think I only I think I played him for the first time Nova Core in twenty or whatever last last year or something like that. Um, and yeah, he 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 only ever seems to come down for tournaments. I don't know if he gets any games in the meantime, but he's and he's was running tack as well, which uh, is really is really cool to see. So mm-hmm. yeah, big ups big ups to Josh. Uh, the other Josh, uh, or and, and to you, Josh too. All Joshes, <laughs> all Joshes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, right, okay. So that's the end of day one. Uh, well, I guess we'll briefly just talk about the evening, which is we went to the pub. Um, Nick organised uh, a pub down the road for all of us to sit, and we had a really nice meal and some lots of drinks and more drinks because we'd obviously we've been drinking during the day at the venue, which was very nice and. Um, yeah, for all by um, it was it was a good it was a good time. 
All right. It was, yeah. Uh, I think to say, but the pub, the pub I've eaten at before, and it was very lovely. Um, it normally yeah. is. Um, mm, they were very keen sure. to keep our 30, pa- 30 packs. <laughs> I can imagine. There, so they yeah. offered us some free drinks at the end, and we started sort of filtering out. We're like, <laughs> oh, we'll take some shots. Um, yeah, Jordan's saying the it, they tried to keep you there until 3 a.m. Yeah, but it was like I, some of the worst shots like, ever. Yeah, they were, they were horrible. Just, they were so bad. They were like, oh, we can give you guys a few drinks. They were like, all right, sure, why not? And they came out with these like fucking teapots. They were like, you know, pre-mixed garbage vodka or whatever the hell it was. Some sort of sweet mix. And we were like pouring these teapots into shot glasses. Like, what are we, 12? What's going on here? <laughs> um, and we left. We are like, thanks for the free drinks, but we're leaving. And we went to... A, sh- a dive bar, a dive Irish bar, where there was people playing like ba- instruments badly, and then eventually we, we uh, I think James, who's over from WA, at some point, like lovely guy, <laughs> like this, just this big guy, he, he turned around to me at one point in the night, it must have been about like nearly midnight, and goes, Kev, I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, you've been drinking all day, and he's like, Yeah, can we go get some food? <laughs> We're like, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I had to go sleep on a couch in one of your rooms uh, because everyone else went to bed. Um, right, anyway, day two, round four is supplies? Sorry. Yes. Yep. Cool. Uh, All right. So Nick has foolishly revealed uh, that I can blame him for my fourth round loss against Josh because you could have beaten him and I wouldn't have had to play him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, yeah played uh, Josh's tack. Uh, same sort of font of ink link uh, on this table. The way... Uh, right, so the way this table was laid out... Oh, I'm just trying to figure out where I was. Yeah. This yeah. table was built by a TAC player for TAC players, so... Yeah, so um, <laughs> I was on the far side of this uh, particular picture. Uh, I took my more defensive uh, team. So I had the uh, Moiras in the Pebble Building, with the Sniper and the HMG in like active ARO, trying to sort of keep down the Dog Warriors and any sort of smoke, um, as well as um, the, and then had the uh, Taskmaster and the Morlocks on the other side. Uh, he had his Fontevix sort of looking uh, at the middle, uh, and sort of like if you take a look at the near side, that rock that was sort of around there and around that um, yellow-edged uh, building, uh, as well as he had uh, you know, a smattering of um, of camo, uh, uh, camo muckers all along the middle, um, a couple of infiltrated camo muckers, which are obviously, obviously scouts, and, um, and some bikes and what have uh, It's like a Dumio, paramedic and what have you. Uh, ready to try and grab the objective. Now, the way the j- objectives were laid on this table is was like one was on top of a building that I could uh, re- like see pretty well. One was in the sort of middle of the map, uh, the map 
which again, I could also see. And one was in like this nook that he had to come around to get away from me. Um, but being, this is probably the only, I suppose, this is the disadvantage of not taking uh, Raya girls um, is that I knew that if he just wanted to throw smoke, there was nothing I could really do to stop him. Uh, so yeah, lesson Raya from this is, I sh- <laughs> is, to be honest, I should probably take uh, two lists, one with Riot Girls for the MSV and one without, um, just in case someone wants to have a whole bunch of um, smoke. Uh, but, and I over-infiltrated Brando. If you take a look at the very far bit of that picture near those stairs behind that box i put brando right behind there the idea in this was that uh, he would ultimately be able to grab the boxes there was, wasn't much i could do to stop him well, yeah, a sniper rifle scout managed to take those out with my rocket launcher um so i've started to push things sniper rifle scout was close to you okay well i think the idea of what he wanted was he wanted the scout to look across the table yeah um, and to look at my oh sorry no you know what? I didn't take that out I think he went to uh, shoot my he revealed that at some point when I went to move my Moira's right um, okay. but my Moira's sniper was just like no nah, I'm not having any of that and shot it <laughs> um uh, so he 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 hit his second turn he because I was taking uh, so I was taking second turn but in his second round oh, he. Oh, yeah. He went to That's really here. Yeah, he went to really secure his position, and I knew that if I pushed near um, around the near side of the table there with my link team, I would very easily be able to get into his DZ and just have like a Moira HMG able to wipe out his entire front of ink link. The only thing that was stopping me was a single front of ink sniper. Um, now. Initially, I started shooting at it with my sniper, but that was mainly because she was the first to get into range. Plenty of successes, passes all of his armor saves. I'm like, okay, I need more dice. I get the the, um, Moira HMG onto him. Again, plenty of successes, right? He passes just an ungodly amount of armor saves. We're talking, like, I had to get rid of this piece. I had to get pushed through. Um, this was compounded by the fact that I was shoot. I had at one point was shooting another one of his guys with a T2 rifle with my Taskmaster, three rocket launchers on ten versus two things on nine. And again, I just it just Why could not nine? get. Th- 
Sorry? Oh, uh, band Why range. Band range and cover. What, with a, with a sniper rifle? No, 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 no. With the so this was another one with the rifle, yeah. with the T two rifle. T two. Oh, I see. Good shape, good yeah. Shape. So I was I, so I got on top of the two like the two story yellow building in the middle there, mm-hmm. um, and went to shoot down to that small yellow building. Um, just could not, just could not get through his armor saves, and I could not get through this sniper's armor save. Um, yeah, because I mean, because still because you're still like you're you're five dice on twelves, and he's what two dice on nines or something. 12s because the sniper's got msv1 but it's still uh it's not it's not pure core right so it'll be bs yeah it's a pure he had a pure he had it as a pure core oh it was a pure we're, core for we're oh, both sure, we're sure, both sure. pure cores so i that's why i needed the five dies and i succeeded yeah, right. at like a ton of the roll-offs like he was taking two or three armor saves um each time i succeeded just mm. could not punch through his armor it was an amazing amount of armor save so like after that, like sort of bad luck with the dice, that was it. He pushed he pushed Astralok into that um into that fire team. I just couldn't I couldn't find a good time to discover it, right? And to fire back. Mm. And so he just got into a good position, um, happened to shoot my lieutenant, and then the one thing I could have done in my turn was grabbed a supply box um with my um my stempers on. I rocked up, used its order, and failed the whip roll. Yeah. Um, so I that that was it wasn't a it was a eight eight zero loss. Oh wow! Yeah, it went yeah, down hard just, there. Yeah. Oh no, I think, sorry. I take yeah. it back. I take it back. I did get one point because I secured this HVT. Okay. Yeah. I do wonder if like if your mobile list would be a better choice for supplies, given that you could two mobile teams. But I guess. Look, look, Looking Having at this. the looking at the table and the fact that I couldn't defend against tax smoke anyway, um, potentially, yeah. Mm. Yeah, true. All right, cool. Well, moving on uh, to Josh, and what was your round four like? Is this <clears> a, <throat> another another draw? Um, you've guessed it. Um, dun, dun, so dun. I was up against uh, um, Lewis on <clears throat> Lil's table, which we've already sort of discussed. It's mm-hmm. pros and cons. Um, Lewis was playing White Banner, um, had his usual sort of camo soup, lots of Gwilangs, um, Beast Hunter probably. Um, he had a Yi Mao, which was fun. A Yi Mao a Sniper. I mean, not Sniper, um, yeah. Spitfire. Spitfire. Yeah, yeah to, to come around and um, kill my mimetism pieces and, and shoot me through smoke. Um, and then it's MSV1, right? MSV1, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rushi... And um, Jinquo with two monks, cool. Uh, and his um, his favorite piece, which is the Tiger Soldier. Um, I went first. I um, I think I, I believe I won the roll and snap picked first. Um, uh, I deployed on the side that um, is closest to us, uh, and and he deployed on the far side um i managed to um very luckily roll up some eight, eight four movement on my um on my sec debt uh and so round one the turn one i just went and grabbed a supply box walked my sec debt ran my sec debt up to that um the middle supply box was on top of the the walkway dead in the middle there um we couldn't be seen by anything 
Um, and I uh, grabbed it and ran away and parked it um, in amongst these bottle caps prone with a supply box that you can see like closest to us. It's like, oh, oh yeah. that's mine. That's my my first supply box. Secured. It's feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> um, my Kasatsu fire team was uh, deployed on that hexagonal building with the square topper um, that you can see towards the... Um, yeah, uh, octagonal yeah. building, sorry. Um, uh, on the on the left-hand side there. Um, and so I just sort of marched them across, discovering camo markers and shooting them with the HMG, um, which worked out pretty well. Um, so killed a Guilang, killed a Longya, and then sort of parked the missile launcher and the HMG in a way that it would be annoying to remove. Um, then it came on to his turn. Um, he advanced with the um, with the Yi Mao just to um, basically har- harass Yojimbo a bit. Um, Yojimbo managed to survive on no one in cap. Then Jin Kuo walked up and did Jin Kuo things. Smoked out the um, smoked out the the supply box on the right hand side. Grabbed that, ran away, and um, that um, that's all she wrote about Jin Kuo. Ran away from me, and I couldn't do anything about it. Um, turn two, I faffed around with um, Shinobu a bit. I think it was we, we just spent too long doing it because I wanted to try and score Predator, um, because <laughs> I had Predator as a classified, uh, and I enjoy scoring Predator. Um, so I faffed around with Shinobu, ran Mushashi up into his DZ. Shinobu was in his DZ. Mushashi's in his DZ. Um, can be quite a difficult thing to sort of get past. Um, he was doing some really nice dodging with a Guilang, which um, is something that can just an errant shot can just sort of take out Shinobu. So I was just trying to avoid that. And behind those buildings in the DZ there, there's just not a lot of places for Shinobu to hide. So it was um, a lot of orders spent on basically accomplishing very little. Um, uh, Similarly, his turn to accomplish very little. He sort of uh, tried to remove Shinobu by dropping a um, Tiger Soldier round, which got promptly got flashed by Mushashi. Um, <laughs> Goddamn Mushashi, he's doing things. <laughs> uh, he got flashed, flashed by Mushashi, uh, and then um, he tried to use a Rushi to get rid of Shinobu and didn't quite work. Um, I managed to... Yeah, I managed to dodge her away. Doesn't matter. We're in. We're in. Like we're getting to turn three now. I need to get a box to actually win this game. Um, I walk my Karakuri Harris up to try and get the other box, and I promptly forget that a Karakuri kind of doesn't care about a Long Yar's weaponry, and didn't grab the box with the Karakuri and try to fight a Long Yar and tried to steal his box away from Jin Kuo, um, which kind of sort of amounted to nothing. Um, I didn't grab a box. I didn't kill Jin Kuo with a um, with either the Karakuri or the Aragodo um, killer hacker, and uh, then he couldn't do anything to my position. So ended up we both had supply boxes. Neither of us scored anything. So I think it was a two draw. <laughs> oh no! So if you, uh, had, could could you have gone after the one remaining supply box with the Karakuri? Or oh, absolutely! It- yeah, you know, I was I was basically on it. Um, he had a long yard watching it. But oh, I yeah. kind of was like, I kind of forgot that the character doesn't care about a long yard because I'm only taking one damage. Um, yeah. Against yeah. anything. Because he's, he's yeah. got Panther Faust and Flamenspears, but a character is total immune. So I don't care. Um, yeah. 
you uh, at worst take what? Oh, a structure. Two, like uh, at, yeah. at, at worst, he could do two. two because if he did, he could yeah. Oh because yeah. It's... Or if you just like repeatedly fail your whip check to to pick to pull out the box, then he could potentially kill you. But you'd have to yeah. be yeah. unlucky. Uh, yeah, have to be pretty unlucky to do that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, your Jimbo was on the other side, so I couldn't like long bomb like a um smoke a smoke grenade down or anything like that. Um, so it was just in a really unfortunate position. Um, and so, yeah, it was, uh, ended up being, I think it was a two all draw. It might've been a three all. I think it was two all. Okay. Which all right. was, well, I think it was a two all. <laughs> yeah. So it's if I could have, I scored a classified, uh, but we, we, we were securing each other's HVTs. Um, so that, that couldn't be scored. Um, we were, um, uh, yeah, he didn't score a classified. I didn't score a classified. It was just yeah. we each had a box. So I like the, I like the fact that yeah, I, I I played myself into a draw. Um, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, like Lewis played really well. Um, he he held me to it really hard. Um, he set up this like devastatingly um difficult um deployment to try and get through. Um, definitely not taking away from Lewis's Lewis's like gameplay at all. Um, but um, had I had just remembered that a character had total immunity and just pushed that button, I probably would have been okay. I like the fact that when in any mission where you could very easily draw, you decided to draw. Well, not decided, you did draw. Yeah, I decided to draw every supplies, <laughs> capture and protect. Yes. Well, that's that's it. That's what we want. All right, it's round four, Nick. Okay, um, Aaron's table that we've seen. Yes, yeah. So, oh, wow. got we, we on the table that I had made tables. comments about. Oh, I kind of like this table. Well, this yeah. is just the, because we saw it for best table. So, yeah, this is this is the oh, yeah, first right. we haven't had a repeated one. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. So played against Dylan's Yosariata. Uh, um, I let's see. I won the roll, chose to go first, so I ended up on the near side, and he ended up on the far side. Uh, had a little bit of an idea of what one of his lists were because I had talked to him earlier about the fact that he had three blackjacks sitting around. Um, and actually, I was I was curious to play against it, and he apparently was very interested in dropping that list as many times as possible so that's what it ended up being uh i played my first list so the one with the uh, uh Paris. uh and yep he did in fact drop his blackjack harris so it was two t2 snipers and one ap hmg in a pure blackjack harris <laughs> um so he ended up, you see the little like plus sign building. Uh, I think one of his uh, black checks was up there, and then two were on the ground, kind of hiding behind cars in the middle. Uh, he also had a grunt core with the unknown ranger, so not pure. Uh, had it, no, a sniper un- rifle the, in there as well. The unknown ranger counts as a grunt. Oh, it does. Okay, so it was pure. Um, yeah, uh, sniper rifle, and then a bunch of just kind of miscellaneous grunt grunts. Um, I had my. Did he not Harry's... have any bikes? Hmm. Did he not have any of the bikes? 
Uh, he had one. Surely, had, surely and I think surely it was the paramedic. Yeah, I think he had the one one two. Ah, Mavericks are so much fun. Um, and then I think he had like he had another random infiltrating grunt with flamethrower, and yeah. uh, I'm sure I'm missing one or two pieces. Uh, the purple building. Uh, I had my core up there. Uh, not in the purple part, but the actual rooftop area, or, I don't know, mezzanine area. Um, and then my Harris was over on the far side of the table. Uh, and like the other game that I used the Alpha Sid in, I remembered my Mind Layer ability sometime during turn two. <laughs> Uh, however, in neither of them would it really have made a difference. Um, so started off, smoked up a bench a bit, and um, snuck a yeah, smoked uh, up a bitch, smoked up a bitch, <laughs> smoked up a bit. Uh, snuck one of my finus up so that it had two of the blackjacks in its zone of control. Tried hacking them, <laughs> and they were really good about pushing a big re- reset button on their control panel. Uh, so that didn't work, but it did give him a problem because two of his blackjack harris were inside of a hacking area. So he had to undo that, which burnt up a bunch of orders at the start of his turn. In the end, I ended up whittling down the blackjacks just by pure volume of fire from the HMG. Uh, because I'm hitting on 18s. With five dice, he's shooting back on two dice and then one die on 13. And he may be passing on an eight, but when you're rolling four to five saves at a time, passing on an eight is not that good. Tell that to a freaking Frondovic sniper. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, So basically, the... Supply box on the near side was favorable to me, the far side was favorable to him, and the middle was slightly favorable to me. Uh, that one actually went back and forth a bit. Uh, in the end, that archway ended up being his downfall because he had the front or had the um, 112 shoot smoke, uh, which eats up more orders because the 112 isn't that great at shooting smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh yeah he he got the smoke down and it just wasn't quite in the right place and that let me draw a line through with something that ended up dropping it um so in the end i ended up with all three of the um supply boxes for a nine zero win uh um, oh, well done the uh, this is the one where uh, I mentioned turn three, the uh, Nahab specialist comes in. Uh, basically, I was waiting for his core team to get down to three members. So they didn't have six cents and then brought him in and just wiped the rest. Uh, there was a fun little protracted gunfight between Yara and the Unknown Ranger that went back and forth for a while. <laughs> uh, both of them in cover and just kind of peeking out just enough to take a few shots. Um, but 
I think that eventually broke because he had to he had to move the unknown ranger up, and he got Yara to dodge into cover. So, uh, fun game. Honestly, the three blackjacks did far better than I thought they would. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be a little overcommitted, but the list balances pretty well around them, and I can definitely see against uh, an army that doesn't have a full five core pure linked marksmanship HMG, uh, mm -hmm. they would be a lot bigger problem. Yeah, I think I think even just yeah being ballsy, um, you know, just having two T two snipers just up on arrow BS thirteen oh, yeah. armor five, like pretty good. I mean, I, pretty good. Two shots each in arrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm it's always the consequence of failing against them. Like damage 15 T2, you know, mm -hmm. you fail against them and then uh, you're low armor or something, almost anything in the game just gone. And they're also like, they're sub 40 points as well. Mm -hmm. They're not uh, expensive. You could run a Harris of them and still have plenty left. Like he still had plenty left yeah. for the full yeah, grunt, under ranger, under and, ranger full grunt and yeah. Yeah. a few miscellaneous pieces to go in the front. Yeah. 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 Um, I also, I I, I want to mention as well. I I like your use of um, aggressive fanus. I yeah. never really use them that way unless I'm absolutely like desperate. But I like how that's kind of your. It's almost like your A plan is to be like push a fanus up, hack something, yes. or do whatever guided it, or whatever. Whereas I'm like, oh, what do I have? Got two orders with a fanus in its own combat group. I'll move it up. But yeah, I like how you're actively thinking about using them. So it's cool. Uh, well, part of it is I've got enough smoke to get it up there, and they're six-six move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't take that much to get them halfway across the board. Yeah, and you've got hackers to yeah complement it, yeah. so it makes yeah. sense. Okay, uh, that's round four. On to the the final round. So just to recap quickly, Jacob, you're on. What's your win-loss draw at the moment? Two and two. Uh, two wins, two losses. All right, Josh. I'm on two wins and two draws. Okay. Uh, and I'm on two wins, two losses, but one of the losses is effectively tie worth of points. Okay, right. So, yeah, we're all, all kind of sitting in the middle of the pack by the looks of things. So let's see how round five goes. Um, Jacob. So this is, this is a decapitation, right? Yep. So I was having a Bakunin off with Ben. Um, so I, I took my more defensive link with, uh, sorry, my more defensive list with the full, uh, reverend fire team and the taskmaster with the Morlocks in a separate group. Oh, and we're back on, we're um, back on this table again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like and I, again, uh, deployed on the far side of this, uh, table, um, However, I while I was deploying, I fucked up pretty majorly where I was supposed to pull all of my salutes and all of my um anyway, all of my repeaters essentially back as far as possible, completely for whatever reason forgot to do that. Uh, which meant that they were in the buildings on the far side, they were pretty much in the front corners. Um, he had something kind of similar to uh, my mobile link where he had a Riot Girl 
Paris, I suppose, uh, with Avicenna and Fiddler in it, and then had a um, another link with the Orphan Engineer, Moira, Sniper, and I think a Cenobite in it. Um, so he did, again, what, what my fear was. So I should say my lieutenant in this one is the... Um, uh, I, what I did was I led my... Uh, I had my lieutenant as a... Um, as the custodian, he had his lieutenant as a uh, reverend, uh, not a reverend lawyer, as a moderator. And I think this confirmed both of my fears with Bakuna. So in his first turn, because he took first turn, I took second turn, he just ran a, uh, it ended up being, I think, a zero forward. He just ran a zero forward up to my repeater, killer, hacked, trinity my um, hack out, boom, dead, pretty much straight away. So I've already lost my lieutenant in like the first maybe four orders of the game. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it was what I was afraid of. Um, and I, I, like I said, I messed up. My repeaters were supposed to be well further back. I just completely forgot to do that. Um, then for the rest of his turn, it was not much of anything. I think he was trying to get rid of my, uh, Uberfowl commando, uh, just pretty much as soon as the Uberfowl commando can see anything, it just drops smoke at its feet, um, to survive its turn. He did have the Stigmatron that he pushed up to, uh, I think he pushed up to try and take out my, um, uh, Stempers on. However, uh, luckily, uh, outside of cover, I got a flash pulse off on him, uh, which I think I critted on it. So I rolled a 16. Uh, so yeah, Bricked is, uh, Bricked is Sigmatron. He just ran out of orders. Stigmaton's not in a great spot. Um, and I'm obviously down my lieutenant. My turn. Um, this is the one thing I freaking love about the. Um, uh, about the uh, about the Taskmaster. So I pushed up to do some HMG work on the Sigmatron, uh, as well as he uh, badly deployed his uh, Riot Girl Spitfire that he had, so that from where I deployed my uh, Reverend Sniper, I could see the Riot Girl and shoot at her immediately. So boom, Riot Girl's gone. First turn, like I think it was, I think I think it was seven armor saves. I managed to crit one of the shots. Um, did some work on Sigmatron, but then did one of my favorite things, and probably one of the Val's favorite things is I managed. I deployed a crazy koala in the face of a um, in the face of the Sigmatron. Walked out with my heavy rocket launcher, so we took a wound from the um, crazy koala. I took a wound from the rocket and just burnt to death. Like uh, Singbatron, I think was completely gone. Um, so I pretty much, I was actually pretty happy with my first turn. I had gotten a lot of his points down and not lost a lot. Like I, he'd killed maybe forty points worth of my stuff, and I was probably almost up, maybe like a hundred points at that point. Um, so then, pretty much the rest of his turns, of my turns, was me slowly pushing up to get towards where his um where his lieutenant was 
the very lo- uh, and he just essentially ran out of steam, ran out of things to throw him uh, throw at me. He put his Moiras on his last turn in- to Overwatch. The corridor between the center building and um, the uh, building in sort of the uh, far right corner where on top of the stairs he had his moderator lieutenant. I happened to have my uh, Morlocks right on the other side of that building. They threw two grenades, blocked the entire corridor so he couldn't see. Robera and the um, Cenobite just ran around the side of the building and did what my second fear for the Bakuna was, is just looked at the moderator and go and went, you're dead. I think I think the Cenobite walked up and just shot three heavy pistols at it and dropped it dead. Um, so the end result of that particular game was, uh, I think the only thing I missed out on was having more lieutenants. So I think it was nine uh, and I had... Uh, more killed no, than him, so I think seven. it was. I think it was nine six. Uh, it would be seven, wouldn't it? Because so, who killed more of what? I killed more army points. Yeah, and same amount of lute- uh, lieutenants. Yeah, so you get. Oh, sorry, same amount of lieutenants. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so yeah, so it was like three for lute- three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so, yeah, nine. Yeah, because it's three for three. If you kill more, so he did. He did kill your um your LT again. Your um... yes, and we, we 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 both did the same thing. So first turn. Um, so who went first? I actually, no, no, I went second. Um, uh, okay. I actually, I that, actually, I actually yeah. concentrated on <laughs> army points first. And as I was pushing up, was killing his um, designated targets. So he hid yeah. one near that green building on the far side. Uh, the what's it called? The Uberfowl just ate him to pieces. And then at the end of my turn, the uh, my Stemper actually killed his last. Um, How did he kill your your lieutenant again? Sorry, I just nipped out. Uh, oh, I kill a hacker. Stage 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 dive to kill a hacker because it was my custodia. Now, like, see, this is like when we when we did a BCB uh, in my list. I think I think I mentioned that, like, yeah, the the custodian is a good lieutenant if you're going first, <laughs> because then you can cyber mask it and it's safe. If you're going second, you, yeah. you just well, have to hope you're playing against Ariadna or Toha. Well, you that's, don't have access to fucking. Uh, well, that, that, but that's what I was saying is that the the there's 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 literally like. The taskmaster is really like yeah, it's really obvious in most cases, and you want to be like fighting with it, right? So yeah. you don't want that to be your lieutenant. The custodia, yep, vulnerable to hacking. And then, like I said, this game confirmed my fear that the moderator is just can't do anything against any decent piece. It yeah, but then at the same time, itself. yeah, but at the same time though, like you've lost your custodial LT and three of your five game or every game you've used it by a stage diving killer hacker whereas if you had the moderator it that wouldn't have happened they might have died but it wouldn't have died to a, a you know a couple of orders from a killer hacker and you wouldn't have been as worried about deploying your deployable repeater from your initiate because you don't have to worry about losing your lt to a um a stage diving hacker that's just yeah. that's just like what that's my what that's what I've heard is like well, the custodian was probably an interesting pick, but the moderator would have been a safer pick. Although then you would have had to have like rejigged your list, which is just fair enough. Yeah, like I, yeah, look, I could I could have done that. I, I don't know. 
I suppose I wanted to take the chance and see what I could do with it. it like it didn't work out, obviously. Um, sure. But yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, but you know, you got up though, so that's that's good to know. Um, all right, N- uh, Josh, what happened? Uh, so this um, round, my round five was up against um, the the one, the only Luke Henry, um, who I absolutely adore playing. Um, uh, we've faced off each other a, a couple of times. Uh, this is our first or second time in a tournament now, um, and yeah, just one of those you know staple Melbourne players that. Um, you know, brings his A game to every event, and it's just a, a lot of fun to play. Um, mm-hmm. He had more rats. Um, mm, less fun to play. Which we were <laughs> really, really excited about facing off against. I won the lieutenant role. I decided to go first uh, and decided to see how much damage that I could do. Um, he decided to deploy on the side that um, is closest to us currently. What's um, them? Whose table was this? This is Nick's table. Nick's Two Hills table. Oh, this is really nice looking table. It I is. Really it's like a, yeah, a lot of Warson, all all of his like Warsonal and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. I really like really the paint job. The the green building in the middle there is nice. I oh maybe I'm thinking of another table. There was a table that had you know see that, the, the the for those of you watching along at home, there was that pink building with a little tower on it. Yeah. I think there was a similar table that oh table that had a, the same terrain piece. And I think I put a piece of terrain on top of that tower so it couldn't be used by yeah. That's, that's my that's my that's my Ryukin spot. <laughs> right. I, put, was, I think every time I've, yeah. I've played on this table a couple of times, every time I've played on it, I've either been done right. in by a Hunduan on it, or I've uh, or I've placed my Ryukin on it and gone. Hey. I was, yeah, I was wondering if whether or not that table should have like a don't go up here piece of terrain. <laughs> it's not that bad. Didn't get used. Um, he okay. like Luke didn't use it at all. Um, so I deployed um, my Kisatsu core on the black um, sort of square shaped building um, mm-hmm. in the back left, um, with the missile launcher kind of looking down like a, a that courtyard at that pink table um, and a pink building yeah, and good, maybe the, good, the good fire building. lane. Good fire lane of building. Um, he and then I, I like sort of smattered everything else around, kind of willy nilly. Um, uh, the my HVT was one of my HVTs was behind this um, green building. The other one was in a um, behind this uh, truck here. Um, mm-hmm. The one behind the truck was watched over by a war corps, and the one behind the green building was watched over by my Ryukin with a really nice long sight line from um, uh, from behind one of these bridges over here. Um, and then my on this bridge was my Diokai Harris, um, and then I had my bots sort of like positioned where I could, if he decided to try and advance, I could flash pulse him or or hack him with my Kisatsu hacker. Um, uh, my first, and then I slammed that, uh, over infiltrate roll on Shinobu and I got it right up underneath where he placed his, uh, core team, which was, um, the Suriat on this, um, Suriat HRL on this like helipad, um, back this little, um, like platform that is in our, in the corner closest to us. He had his Suriat Lieutenant, 
Lucerian HMD lieutenant prone in like the come get me position. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna come get you. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, first turn, I just ran Shinobu. Um, Did like, you have to climb up the building? Uh, so I ran Shinobu straight across these buildings, straight across the floor here. Um, and underneath the, um, and so she got, um, they attempted, he, she, he, she, uh, he attempted to discover her and didn't get any off. Um, and then, um, I came out across underneath here and parked her underneath the sort of little balcony underneath, thing. Underneath, oh, so where? underneath the little balcony, um, that is like closest to us. Oh, yep. Where yeah. Syria was just underneath there. Um, like and underneath he building, yeah. didn't do anything. He couldn't do anything about that. Um, and then I, um, Walked up the wall, uh, and he couldn't see to a point where he couldn't see with his um, Syriat um, HMG, uh, and then I just stayed on the wall, uh, prone, um, and walked into into silhouette contact with him because I couldn't get into silhouette contact with him um, standing because of the way that the silhouettes work like while you're on a wall. So I had to be prone, climbing plus prone on the wall, get into silhouette contact with him prone. Uh, and then oh. so we had this so like what, little so wait, was L-shaped Surya, battle. Was a Surya, so Surya on the on the balcony? On the balcony, yeah. On the balcony oh, prone. All right, so not enough yeah. space for you to fit your base in next no, to so, it, but no. you could come down. Oh, very smart. So like climbing very plus cool. down yeah. um, on the wall into silhouette contact with him. So this like little hell shaped gonna Sliced and diced uh, his um, Syriac HRL. Um, <laughs> HRL and HMG. HMG, HMG, yeah. which um, yeah, was his um, lieutenant, his first, mm-hmm. his, his lieutenant. Um, and then I tossed a spec fire smoke on top of this building um, where he had a Morat Vanguard paramedic and a Kaitok, just the 22 point um, mm-hmm. Plymouth Spear chain rifle Plymouth Spear. Uh, he dodged his um, uh, Vanguard to in front of, like, I had landed the smoke. He dodged his Vanguard to in front of, a uh, run of, in front of the Kaitok. Snowbird ran up, killed the Vanguard, and then promptly got shot in the head by a, um, by a Suriat uh, HRL, which had dodged around. And um, oh, fired a, fired a pistol in, into the smoke to see into the see into the smoke, yeah, and fired a pistol into her head. <laughs> that would be difficult for him, right? Because you, if you're not, you weren't face to facing that pistol, were you? Because it would be at minus. I, I was not. I was not face to facing that pistol. Um, I, um, I, I actually um, walked up on top of the building. He decided to dodge with his entire link team because they all had um, six cents still and then walked yeah. into silhouette contact with the Vanguard. Um, and then, so he was at like neg six, uh, neg three for camo, neg six for shooting through smoke, neg six for, um, so he was on neg 12 because he was in neg six yeah. for close combat and he just managed, and but, but plus three for range um, and managed to oh, just yeah. roll two dice and, and, um, like and and do an, like one. have land one hit and that meant shinobu died um okay uh oh he also had on top of this building sorry i should mention on top of this pink big big purple building he had a raicho um oh okay that's was, an important important note it, it's important note um so at this point i lost shinobu but i'd killed like one lieutenant 
pretty happy with that and matched almost matched Nova's points in a Suriat um HMG. So I was pretty pretty happy um with with how my turn was going. Um and so I wanted to put my Diokai in a position where he could kind of um just face off okay. against the HRL. Just a real quick one. You mm. dodged into CC you went into I... CC with the Vanguard. Yes. He dodged with everything. He dodged with the yeah. entire thing. But then the in. next, so that what happened the next order then? Well, the next order, right. I declared CC on the Vanguard, and then he yeah. shot with the Suriat. He didn't do anything so do with you... the Vanguard and shot with oh, the Suriat. Yeah. So you killed the Vanguard then? I killed the Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, killed the Vanguard. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I killed yeah. the I Vanguard with CC, thinking... and then he shot. Right. Yeah. Me with the, okay. Um, I was just thinking he, he couldn't have done. He he, he would have needed to split the split the fire team, but if he didn't, no, do no, no. Him no. With the Vanguard he didn't. He didn't do the fire team. Yeah. Right. Didn't do anything with the Vanguard. He's like, it's gonna die. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, the Diokai was prone. Um, I stood it up on top of this, um, the on top of the bridge, the like the lengthways bridge that we can see, mm -hmm. not the one that's facing down the thing. Um, but it was blocked from the Syriat HRL um, by the kind of um, uh, temple entrance archway thing, the green. Okay. Yeah. Um, rooftop things um but i what i could do is see the um Raichu. so i was like okay let's just like I'm, i think we're going to be out of 24 because i think it was right on the 16 inch line and he was sort of just after the 16 inch line because d decaps that furthest point uh and i was like okay i think i'm out of 24 so i'm going to shoot both my pants of fausts at you as my <laughs> as my thing i shoot both my pants of fausts i hit both my pants of fausts he takes three wounds <laughs> always nice when that shit goes off yeah my my first turn i'd killed his Syriat, hmg and his Raicho, and he was not impressed yeah right um his uh first turn he sort of was like um moving around some stuff tried to kill um uh a couple of my um thing well he tried to kill my diokai um with his hrl um i ended up doing like a wound to him with some da marksman rifle um aro shots and eventually i just dropped my diokai prone um or it might have just been straight up murdered by the um hrl one of the two i can't remember which one um uh and then i think he killed one or two of my hvts um my second turn i <laughs> tried to outrange i got started getting really scared about a rassiat coming on and killing my only waban so i was like maneuvering around my kasatsu link to try and block a rassiat and i faffed around with a few orders there um he named his kaitok as the new um lieutenant so i tried to outrange the kaitok with the um with the missile launcher kasatsu missile launcher and just like pinging off the table me on 13s him on like sevens um because I really wanted to take the HRL on without having any um, burst mods for the fire team, so I was like, oh, "I'll take the try to take the Kaitok on first. Um, and uh, it turns out we were both in bad range, and we were both on sevens, and he beat me <laughs> dice roll. So my <laughs> missile launcher went the dead. Um, well, this is the Orbach Kaitok, right? No, it's the he he shot two flamage spears at me. <laughs> Oh right, so we were in bad so. range with flamage spears versus bad range with missile launchers, like over forty inches. Um, oh wow! Because I misjudged the 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 range. Um, 
Then I ran Mushashi up underneath this building that the Syriat HO um, into base base contact with his, one of his um, um, HVTs or designated targets, shanked a HVT with Mushashi, um, and then ran up underneath, um, took a chain rifle from the chain cult, from the, uh, from the, took a chain rifle from the Kaitok, um, and us and uh whole order jumped on top so and it dodged around to, to face mushashi and i just walked into cc and sliced and diced um the kaito <laughs> um, fucking mushashi doing work what, what lost lost mushashi um mm-hmm. but i was now up i was now up two lieutenants <laughs> i killed two lieutenants he'd killed none because my <clears throat> only wildman was sitting prone on the back of a building somewhere um and um, we actually, and then there was some faffery with Yojimbo and uh, um, and an Osnat uh, Harris. Um, but my Ryukan managed to, in his second turn, or my Ryukan managed to crit against the Osnat Harris, killing everything in it, and also his HVT because his HVT was in the blast zone of the um, oh, no. uh, of the thing. So that was good. And then my third turn. My Ryukin came around and and um, just shot the um, Suriat HRL off the table. Um, so at the end of the game, I had more lieutenants, um, three lieutenants to his zero. Um, three lieutenant three. How yeah, was the third? Both, his Suriat HRL. Oh he right, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, three lieutenants to his zero. Um, we'd both killed two designated targets. Uh, and then <laughs> um, one thing he did do in his, and we, we've got a, a, a major mistake rules wrong. Um, apparently mm-hmm. Ryan um, <laughs> did this to him in a, uh, in the, in the league that we recently did. He pulled his Raichos t- um, pilot out of the tag uh, under the assumption that it would save the Raichos points. Um, and it was end of day two. I've been recovering from COVID. I was vibe- I was having a lot of fun in the game, and I it honestly sounded like one of those edge case rules that you find in Infinity. So I was like, yeah, cool, that's fair enough. I get, I guess that's, I guess that that's a thing that can happen. Uh, so um, we calculated as him having one army points, and it was by like fifteen with that Raicho um, still up. Um, me winning lieutenants, and we both. So it was a seven all draw. If we'd gotten that rule right, it would have been a 10-4 victory to me, but um, I'd much prefer having a draw because it was a fun game and I very much enjoy playing Luke. And so 7-0 draw sounds good to me. That sounds, sounds like a really good game. I've never heard it was someone a... kill three lieutenants before. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you've got CC monsters, you better use CC monsters. Yeah, right. No, that sounds like a great good game, but um, I think, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, but unfortunate about that ruling, but sounds like it doesn't really matter. It didn't affect my enjoyment of the game. It didn't affect my enjoyment of the tournament. So was um yeah, definitely definitely something that doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Okay, final final game. Nick. Ooh. Okay, back to go? this table. Uh and oh someone we've already heard about before. So last game, Decap was against Lewis's White Banner. So guy who went on to win new best player. Yeah, we were playing next to each other, that's right. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I guess I don't remember who went who rolled, but I went first. And he picked sides, so he picked the side that was 
on the near side, and I had the far side. Uh, we did have a discussion beforehand about the terrain. We decided that anything that was floating, including the large yellow platform, basically just went straight to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, that one side is pretty uh, weak on the ground. We also discussed yeah, the, 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 nearest, the nearest side with all those yellow buildings. Just looks like yeah, not gonna you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna get an awful lot of cover. So we also discussed the crane gantry uh, and decided that uh, neither, regardless of who got which side, neither of us would deploy on the top of it because uh, that just seemed like it would not lead to a very good game. Uh, however, we did say that there are stairs up, and if you feel like during the game, free to climb up there. So that was just kind of a... We looked at what that we neither of us wanted to deal with an arrow piece up there. Um, we, I guess, before I get to the army parts, the HVTs on this table, there were no good HVT spots for either side. We both struggled to find two places we could put an HVT that wouldn't be in direct line of sight of the opponent's deployment zone on turn one. Mm. Uh, so with that, we both looked at what, well, at least we both get four victory or four victory <laughs> points before the end of the game because no one's HPTs are surviving this. Um, so I went first, uh, see in the kind of middle of the far side, there's the multi-tiered building there. Uh, I plopped my core link with the missile launcher there. Uh, the missile launcher was in that very top part of it, but prone because I learned my lesson earlier. Um, he then what, deployed. What, what, what lesson was that? Uh, during the Toha game, I lost it earlier than I should have because mm. I lost it trying to be an ARO piece, uh, and I didn't need it to be an ARO piece yet. Right, okay. Uh, he deployed a full-core Jujack uh, on the top of the building on the his the left-hand side. That's how you do it. Uh, that had a missile launcher a pa- and a Panzerfaust Faust both on arrow looking at the rooftop where my missile launcher was prone. <laughs> oh. He then deployed two long yas looking at the rooftop where my <laughs> where my missile launcher was deployed prone. Um, could, could he could, could he see you if you he, he couldn't see you if you're prone though? Correct. I was prone. I, he couldn't see me, yeah. but it was the like if you stand this model up. Yeah. So, um, while he was trying to figure out where would be the least bad place to put his HPTs. Kind of crouched down, looked, looked again, game started. I um, first order just cyber mask my um, the Hob Killer Hacker because that way I don't forget it later. Popped hmm. over to his side, looked at his lines, back and forth, went back over to mine, looked again, confirmed with him what I saw, I tossed one smoke grenade that blocked one of the long yaws. I spent an order on my link team. 
and shuffled the Zayadin while still prone to a different spot on that roof, and then stood him up where he, the various legs on the gantry blocked light of fire to everything except <laughs> for the Panzerfaust. Um, no. Except for what? What? One, one of the, one of the long, yeah. No, no Panzerfaust on one of the Jujaks. Oh no! Uh, who was also the tin bot holder? Right. That will be important later. Uh, fired, took out the Panzerfaust. Shuffled to the side slightly. Now I have line only to the missile launcher. Take out the missile launcher. Uh, I did not know what he could have as camo markers, and he had one camo marker that was up on his side of the crane gantry. And I got lucky by prioritizing it because it turned out to be a beast hunter. Yeah. Uh, I had Carmen come up and from the other side of smoke, intuitive attack it, and it failed its dodge and went down. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I would attempt to dodge. I think I would just, if I was him, I would just lay, lay a flamethrower back at yeah. you. Uh, I think he wanted to try to preserve it because he could have put that into my core link on yeah. his turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mm-hmm. best sort of lieutenant killing piece, probably. Yep. It's like a 13 on a 13, so yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, so after that, went over to his turn, back and forth some. Um, there wasn't too much that was terribly notable. Uh, the right-hand side of the table had my... Uh, Sonic Butt, and he had a Harris of Monks and, uh, what's the name? Uh, da, da, da. Lingua. Lingua, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Lang- and Lang- they, Lang-Kai. Or Lingua, yeah. They fluffed him oh. out for a bit, um, and in the end, one monk got through. <laughs> uh, but by that time, the uh, Monstrucker had thrown all her drop bears, and it was basically ha- every time it moved, it was having to dodge one mine. It they were not close enough together to get two at the same time. Hmm. Uh, uh, my second turn, I managed to get one of my Fanus over. You see the door on the side of that building where his Jujack core is? Yeah, it was sitting there. What Which door? Meant, so there's a little door. Basically, I got my. Fanus to sit yep, up, up below the building where his Jujak core was. Oh, yeah. Yep. On the left, far left hand side. Yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, the only thing I did to them on my turn was I isolated his lieutenant because that was also the link lead at the time. Mm-hmm. So lieutenant is no longer there. The link breaks. I'm helping to burn his command tokens. Uh he promotes a new lieutenant from the core. Uh, so he is not currently on core. his second lieutenant, but I have not killed a lieutenant yet. <laughs> Why did he choose it from the core? That was going to be... That uh, was, that because was that was the only eligible target he had left. Uh, okay. Everything else was either, either remote or a monk. Or irregular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah regular. Yeah, uh, sure. He had a, another monk that he brought around to where one of my uh, HVTs was. Uh, it happened to go just correctly in my favor, where he moved the monk up with the first 
move. Like, moves the monk up for the second move because there's nothing there. Like, goes to do something else. Wait, wait, wait. Come back to this. Monks have stealth, right? Yes. Okay. Reveal the um, hidden deploy Tuareg, who is camped right next to my HVT. Because he had stealth, he was. I did not have an ARO until his second move, in which he moved into line of fire of my hidden deploy Tuareg. Oh. So he had no reaction and ate a shotgun template and went down. That's that's a trick. That's one of those things. Note to uh, listeners: if there's nothing to do with stealth on the mid in the midfield, just declare that you're not using stealth. <laughs> Force those hidden deployments to dodge. <laughs> so, uh, at that point, every time he activates anything, it is core. It is well now. I think it's still a core, but it's down to like two members, I think, because one is still isolated. Uh, he gets hacked back by two hackers. Um, but even at this point, he just has a never-say-die attitude and keeps going. And it was it was fun. Just, like, he did not let up at all, no matter how far he slipped behind. Uh, the game ended with him getting that last monk up and basically charging at my uh, core so that he could get inside of pistol range and take a single shot at my lieutenant. So that was like, oh, well, <laughs> you just kept going. It was awesome. Um, Did it work? Ended up, hmm? Did it work? Uh, Did it work? No. Did, it, did it kill him? Uh, no, okay. He was just outside of 16. Right. Uh, okay. So the pistol just failed completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. He did minus six and cover for minus nine, and it's a monk. So. BS10. Yeah. Oh, dudes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh no, you're probably actually so, right. Probably he he was ones. rolling for a crit, basically. But yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. Yeah, saw the opportunity and went for it. Um. Yeah. So, so in the did, end, did it you was. Kill, ten, did you kill the LT in the end? Did you kill the uh, LT? I killed the second LT. Yeah. By that time, his original LT had reset, and so he re-promoted his original LT. Oh, so yeah, so, back him again, yeah. Yeah, because that way I could only kill two lieutenants as opposed to three. Uh, <laughs> Not that so matters. at the end of the game, <laughs> his original lieutenant was still his lieutenant, and I had one lieutenant kill. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so yeah, it ended up being 10-4 in my favor, and yeah, fun game, and just Seeing the little bits going like, okay, if if I can get those two crane gantry legs that are like the far one and the near one, they just clip at this position. Okay, it blocks that one. Now, can I get... Uh, yeah. Good way to uh, finish up the tournament. Yeah, cool. No, it sounds like uh, three ripper games for the last last round, so that's that's yeah. good. All right, well, that, that's uh, all five games. Um, so the standings in for you guys at the end. Uh, Jacob, where did you end up? 16th. 16th? Josh? Undefeated at 12th. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, Nick? Uh, I managed to get up to 8th. 8th? That's really good. Yeah. That's really that's really excellent. Um, repping 
highest ranked hack Islam player, I think it was, or one of one of two hack. Well, one of two. Oh, uh, there were three the hack player: one Rama, one oh. Assassins, one Vanilla. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well done. Well done to everybody. Um, we'll um, we'll stick your uh, lists in the show notes for those, mm-hmm. and I th- believe we're also compiling the top ten lists. That I think we're almost there. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put them in a probably a separate link right, if if it, if it doesn't come out before the show. Um, and we'll also put the I think we've already done the standings earlier on, but we'll attach the standings as a show notes as well for those who want to look at the actual the full the full list. Um, so yeah, I guess in conclusion, uh, thoughts on the weekend, guys. I mean, BCB is <laughs> always um, a good a good time. It's fun to have such a large. Uh, tournament um in melbourne um and i think this has probably been my i think the this is the third or fourth bcb i've been to this is probably the one i've enjoyed the most oh i don't know about how many the i've how many there've been but i yeah this is probably the best one i think one two yeah four this will be fourth yeah so the yeah yeah Yeah, um, i had a great time um despite being unreasonably unwell uh at basically all points during the the weekend um <laughs> uh recovery from covid and such and such um i still had a great time um you know that's it you know so a great time yeah. played some played some great people unfortunate that i played three melbourneites but also great that i played three melbourneites because i love each and every one of them so oh yeah. Um I think it only second BCB but had a great time. Um Yeah, great venue, great people. Um it works smoothly. It was really nice to be only a 15 minute drive from home. <laughs> uh as opposed to having it on the other side of Melbourne and having to drive like an hour back. So, uh that probably yeah. helped with uh how well I did on Sunday because I was rested. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny power gamers not coming out uh, late at night. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it was but, good as well that we had we had about what eight to twelve people all camped in the same hotel just across the road from the mm-hmm. venue. So that made that made a, that made a lot of fun as well. You know, just you know, a few a lot of people just could could hang back and have a few drinks, and they weren't too far away. And uh, also <clears throat> also very helpful for packing up as well. Um, lots of people stayed back and helped pack up. Um, yeah, a really good community of people. Uh, shout out to John who took out the event, and also to John for having the last minute idea to make three cutouts of uh, two two of them CB employees, and then Dion from Toy Soldier Imports. That was a lot of fun to have um, Carlos and Coney or Bostria and Coney. Um, and you know, at the event in spirit, in in cutout form, um, lots of selfies were taken with them, and uh, they were some also of them even appropriate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they were all signed by all the players as well. Um, I think they're going to do the circuit for the next twelve months. I think they're going to end up coming to CanCon as well, so they're going to be at every major event. We're gonna, we're going to try and get them sent to every major event in Australia before we eventually. Oh, there yeah, we go. Sure. Before we eventually send them back to um, Spain, probably sometime next year. So that'll be yeah, that'll be really good. And and yeah, thanks to um, 
Carlos and Coney for um, allowing us to use their likeness. Uh, and um, yeah, they, they, they weren't they weren't too heavily heavily abused. I know Trent wanted to take them home with him to Northern Territories, but we were too concerned about what he would do with them uh, alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, the, like it's all all those little things that really help make make the event like what it is. Like the community of Infinity players is really special. So, and it's like epitomized in in BCB, and yeah, it was great. So just just quickly uh, before we go, uh, we've obviously given you a player's perspective, but uh, as one of the TOs, how did you find this particular BCB? I mean, I don't remember there being any drama. Um, and I'm not asking you to spread any, but yeah, how was the TO experience? Yeah, no, it was good. It was pretty. Um, like I say, I think that, like I said, the 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 bump in was really smooth. Um, the venue was great. The people who ran the venue were awesome. All the players were great. Uh, there weren't any. I don't think you know there were some rules disputes. There were some rule disputes that we got wrong. There were some rule disputes that we got right and then had to quickly correct. And we're like, no, 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 don't do that. Uh, but, you know, and everyone was pretty good about it. Uh, so, and I didn't actually have to play very often. I think I played, uh, I played like two, two games. Yeah, I played two games over the weekend. I think Nick played one. So that's nice. We, have, we had enough TOs that, you know, if we needed a Gumby, we could. And it wasn't, um, it was nice to be able to walk around for most of the event and just chat. It's very worrying when um, the Gumby was like in like <laughs> the top, the, t- the top half of the standings. At the end of day one, we were like, "Hmm, <laughs> Kevin and think- have gone hard." <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's something that we can feed back. We 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 went with the intention that we didn't want to just play the bottom player. Um, because it's like I don't know, it just seems a bit boring. We were gonna just like play, you know, whatever. So we didn't want to like play down, but we also didn't want to play too hard. Um, I think, yeah, I think maybe in future we'll um, maybe we'll just like stick to the bottom player uh, <laughs> clubbing know. baby skills. I, I kind of liked your idea of not playing the absolute last player because they're already struggling. And to hack, bring in a TO who's good at the game and fresh, and then go mm. like, "Here, what you're you're struggling? Let's play a fresh player." But, the, the, <laughs> yeah. but also the TO, it's not. I don't think it's also like from to the same extent. Um, a, a TO will kind of also go on autopilot a little bit against a new yeah. player, mm-hmm. um, because they are a TO and they have to they have to concentrate on so many other things. Mm-hmm. So it's fine having a good player play like someone who's who's like coming last or whatever mm-hmm. um as long as they can put in the attention that requ- is required to to um really show that new player a a good experience rather yep. than just a loss. Um and so I, I don't I don't think I've ever played Kevin when he's on autopilot, but I've played Kevin when he's not on autopilot. <laughs> and it's a devastating thing to be to be across the table from. So um I can't imagine that autopilot Kevin is 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 much um is much worse than that. So um yeah, it could could be a potentially negative experience in that direction as well. Yeah, it's it's sort of like 
what um what was what Nick pointed out when he was um not TOing uh, sorry when he was TOing was he really enjoyed just hanging around the bottom tables and offering advice to both players yes. because there were often new players that were struggling with time management that was one of the things we were very conscious of is trying to keep everyone to two two hours um and I think you guys really did really well it. by the way yeah i think everyone did really well with that um was trying to you know keep keep to the two hours and was just like kind of hovering no, no, I, I, as, as in like your you like you nick and oh. pete going around making sure everybody stayed to time um, yeah worked really well because I, I i didn't mention it but um I think in my second my second game against the newer player, I somehow I uh, we took a bunch of time in the first turn, and so like I didn't push it on my on my opponent. I'm like my turns are going to be like 15 minutes to give my this guy the most amount of time possible to play mm-hmm. his turn, um, and that was because you guys I had my back to the clock, so I couldn't see it. But it was because you guys mm. came around and be like, "Hey, you got this much time," and blah blah blah. It was great. Yeah, I think I think um, that's something that we we picked up on, like maybe after the first couple of rounds, um, was just hanging around the bottom tables and just helping them out with the really easy stuff, like the "Hey, you're you're three thousand twelves, just roll them." Um, what do I need for armor chiefs? Doesn't matter. Just roll your dice. If it's a twenty, you've passed. If it's a one, you've not. Like just think, you know that sort yeah. of stuff. And then even even, even like that's what matters. Is yeah, that's my fa- my things. favorite saying in Infinity is just roll it and we'll see if it matters. See if it matters. And and like even just things like um, you know um, with coming on with airborne deployment, there was you know some players being like not sure but you know best place, and I'm just like, look, if you put them there. You can do this, 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 and they're like, oh, and the, you can see the cogs in their head turning, and you can see them like clicking and going, I see, like, oh, I understand this rule better now, or, or you know, you help them make decisions, and it just speeds the game up for both of them because neither of them necessarily know what they're doing. Not to, not to say that they don't know how to play the game, but you know, sometimes there's just decisions that they're not quite sure they don't know themselves as a good or bad one. So having like myself and Nick and Pete, you know, being able to watch the table and just being like. You know, oh yeah, that that's a you know that's a great idea. Like you know, do that or offering offering suggestions was actually quite interesting. Quite it also fun takes some of the us. pressure off of them of remembering all the rules, remembering all the nuance, and by having you there, that you can take care of that and let yeah. them explore the tactics of the game. Yeah, there was like sometimes where like um, I'd be like, oh, is that uh, such and such? Or did you know that model also has a chain rifle? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, I can use the chain rifle. Or do you know this guy's dodging on like a really good number? So you can definitely just dodge if you want to. So like that sort of stuff. And you can see them go, oh, thank you. Like they were just didn't think about these ideas. So it's nice to to offer that out to them. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, no, no issues uh, as far as I can recall. Um, was really like I, I really want to say like the, the, the hosts of the venue were super accommodating and super nice. Yeah. Um, and we'd definitely love to come come back there. Um, you know, really nice to all the participants, and um, yeah, was, that was that was great. And yeah, really enjoyed the really enjoyed the beer on tap. That was nice. I think, I think only date, yeah. downside of the venue. So while I was like out having lunch outside, and going like, oh, this music is nice. It reminds me of high school. Then going, wait a sec. The music at the Balls Club reminds me of high school. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel old. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, that's it. Um, no, any other feedback from you guys? Yeah, I'm good. No, cool. Just um, nerf Toha, because that's the second BCB that Toha have won, right? Yeah, but I mean, you got to look at the pilots, right? Julian yeah. and John, like you don't, you don't get much better in Australia. That's true. Plus, a, a, a tournament where paramedics are kind of king, and uh, that's the one specialist that I think uh, Toha do all right at as paramedics. Yeah, even still, not quite. Yeah, no, no, like uh, uh, you've, yeah, yeah, sure, Nerf Toha, they're great, but also. You know, they're out of print, so who plays them anyway? Yeah, apparently. People, people who want to win tournaments. So, <laughs> the worst guys, kind of people. get on the Toha. No, please I'm don't. Toha I'm Toha next, next, next tournament. That's me, BCB, next year, Toha. Okay. Year no. of the Toha. Year of the Toha. Year of Toha. <laughs> all right. Well, if we've got nothing else to talk about, um, Thank you all so much for coming on and talking about your games. I know it's been a few weeks, so your memory is much better than mine. So thank you for that. Uh, anyway, you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. And I'm Nick. Good night. Good night.